the Writing on Games cast. I'm your, just, uh, your one-stop shop for video games, I guess. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very tired. I've got a beer. Um, it's, it's, and I've, I've struggled with a lot of audio stuff. We've, we've wor- I've worked very hard to get to this point, and I just want to do a fucking podcast okay so um i i'm i'm the hostess with the mostest i'm hamish black with me is my co-hostess with the co-mostest it's nico blakely and and nico you know you know for the many months well the the early months where we started this podcast and we i made that really funny joke every single time that nico we have a special guest it's Nico Blakely. It's not me this time. We, we we actually we actually have a special guest this time. We're we're like we're like a legitimate we're a legitimate podcast now. We're people that talk on the internet about video games, and we let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, okay right, cool. Um, but yeah, we actually do have a guest. Uh, we've got uh Mark B, who's the senior editor at Die Hard Game Fan and a podcast guy on various podcasts. Um, yeah, how you doing, Mark? I'm if I were any happier I would be triplet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, yes, that's that's, that's, a, that's that's a hell of an intro. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad we're, to be here. Yeah, we're really happy to have you on uh like um yeah, I I I like I I only I only really knew a about you like once we started like following each other on twitter and stuff but like you have been doing this for quite a while now haven't you like the whole kind of game oh, yeah, thing it's, it's, i got started god uh a decade ago just completely right. by accident i was reading what was then inside pulse games right. and they put up they put up a listing you know offering people the opportunity to audition write a review now of final fantasy 7 and i was like fuck i can do that <laughs> nice. excellent and that's awesome yeah like i mean uh yeah i mean that's that's really cool like i mean how did you come to get involved with like diehard game fan and stuff like that well um basically it's not the, the key thing to understand is that it's not like dave halverson's diehard game fan necessarily right, yeah. um it was originally Inside Pulse Games, and we ended up picking up the copyright trademark. I don't know exactly what it was because Halverson let it lapse for a long time. And we were like, hey, we remember Die Hard Game Fan. We love that site from, we love that, you know, uh, magazine from when we were kids growing up. <laughs> Why yeah. don't we try and make something like that where it's enthusiasts talking about what they love? And we just we just picked it up and we built the site from there around that concept. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's interesting because that's actually like that's you're not you're not the only people I know who have done something like that. Like uh, Zam, for instance. Do you know Zam? I don't think so. Well, Zam dot com is a like I I I've written for them. Um, fucking weird site because that is a site that started as an mmo focused thing like it you know they had like you know a a big reader base and stuff and then like all of a sudden um it was uh laura 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 i think and uh danielle riendo who's now working at waypoint 
um, said that they were launching Zam.com, and so they turned it. So they'd taken this domain and like turned it from this MMO focused thing into like this weird, like um, editorial based thing that like it has no relation whatsoever to mmos or anything like that so they just like took this domain and then just launched it as their own site and like you can still see like on the site it's you know your one-stop shop for mmo news and everything like that so yeah websites are they're they're a weird a weird beast um did yeah, you say one-stop shop again sorry I, 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 it's, it's my it's my okay. go-to it's, it's my go-to phrase i'm your one-stop shop for one-stop shops um but uh yeah no it's uh, like just video game websites are are really weird like that and i don't know if you know i don't know if it's worked for zam particularly well like they, their audience seems to have gone down quite substantially if you look at their youtube channel but i mean like you know i, I guess like how how's how's things been going on diehard game fan and stuff like that recently like, oh it's recently oh it's been the shit it's been fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh, i no. mean to be fair <laughs> yeah yeah that was the answer you're hoping for you're hoping it was gonna be like oh this is pretty great but no it's, it's to be fair it has nothing to do with gaming as a culture or anything like that, yeah, right? Yeah. The the thing is that we are not doing this as a for-profit endeavor. This is mm-hmm. very much a thing that enthusiasts are doing because we love game. Yeah. We are a non-paying site. It's it's like this is a place to get your foot in the door. Yes. And yeah. we we've helped a few people actually get to higher platforms as a result of it mm-hmm. uh nathan birch who presently right. writes for gamma squad mm-hmm. and occasionally for cracked started off with us like doing an occasional contribution for reviews things of that nature yeah and like our head editor-in-chief guy alex lucard yes this is real name no i don't know how that happens <laughs> <laughs> has done all kinds of writing for everything from magazines based around the world of darkness to Pokemon magazine. So it's, it's, we have, we have people who have done the legit work and, you know, just come to have a place where there is editorial oversight in that we will help you figure out how to correct your voice. Yeah. And we will restrict you from being an, a horrible piece of shit. Yeah. But otherwise you're given the platform to say more or less whatever you want. So uh-huh. it's it's kind of a place where you can learn you can learn how to be who you are or who you're going to be. Yeah. But because of that, we don't hold people to strict editorial mandates. We don't have a strict content mandate. Mm-hmm. So the reality is a lot of us are getting older and stuff is happening like i mean for me i've been on hiatus from basically everything for about three months at this point yeah yeah so it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, the site isn't getting as much content as it used to during the heyday because we're we're just getting older and this is a hobbyist thing for people who love the industry but as a consequence real life comes first it, totally man yeah of course yeah. it's uh it's that that is 100% understandable and it's like you know i it's for for me anyway in terms of what i'm doing with the channel it just so happens that the other work that i do is like it is is freelance anyway so it's it's uh you know i i constantly just 
if I'm not working on one thing, I'm working on another thing, and it's 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 all just part of the same kind of melange, I guess, you know. Um, but you know, like shit, the amount of people that I know that like write about games and want to get it, or just write about anything and want to get into it more, but can't because you know shit just gets in the way. It's it's uh it's it's sad sometimes, but you know what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, and it's like. Gaming in general isn't necessarily like a, a big money endeavor. Like yeah. m- most people are not going to be Jim Sterling, you know? E- exactly. Yep. Most yeah. people aren't even going to be like Phil Cole or Arthur Gise. Like they're going to mm-hmm. be freelancers who might get a gig that pays the bills. If by the bills, you mean that you're eating like solid blocks of ramen. Exactly. Or, you know, yeah. seven out of your 21 <laughs> diet portions. But I mean, I look at it from the perspective of I have a good job. I do game writing as a hobby because i love gaming you know i i'm old enough to have seen like the first consoles come out so it's yeah i have that itch to create and i don't know i mean i'm I'm getting back into it bit by bit like i said before monday i spent like 20 minutes talking about dongs in mass effect so it's like <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the 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 content the internet wants it's <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Garrus is not the ideal mate, just in general. Like, he's definitely somebody I would have some beers with, but, like, he, he just feels like him. I would <laughs> not fuck him. And not just because he probably has a scaly dong. What? What? Do they ever say what he's got down there? Is it like No, a, but there's does, a does conversation like you can have with, there's a conversation you can have with Morden Solis where... He basically says that he's going to get you like topical creams and ointments and whatnot for what will be the end result of him putting his wing wang in your hoo ha. Oh my! <laughs> oh God! What is it? Was it like covered in spikes? Oh. I'm thinking at a best case scenario, it's just like a human dick, but like like with like an ankylosaurus club at the end of it or something. <laughs> like at a worst case scenario, it's some like horrifying crossbreed of a duck and a turtle dick. <laughs> oh, see, this is and this is what we're going I've on for. Completely Marcus. ruined the tone of the podcast. We're good to go. <laughs> oh man, oh, yeah. no, that's 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 cool that you're kind of slowly getting back into things, though. That's uh, it's cool to see because you've definitely got like a good voice, and it, it, like it would be sad to see you not do things with that, you know. Um, oh no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing this until I die. I'm absolutely <laughs> positive. I just and that's not even a joke either. I love gaming. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of a crazy person would work for free for a website, go to E3 and pay their own way there? This crazy person because I fucking love this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Uh, speaking speaking of E3, <laughs> I might I might be doing the same thing soon. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> is it is both the best and the worst experience yeah. you will ever have in gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always I mean, it's, seemed that way, yeah. It's always looked terrible and kind of cool at the same time. Always. The, the, it's, like, it's, the, the waiting in line is terrible. The constant walking around is terrible. And mm-hmm. LA is n- the city I hate the most out of all the ones I've ever been in. But as someone who, as is, someone who lives in LA, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... it's I, I haven't, like, been to, like, you know, a lot of cities, but no, it's it's it's... If we wanted to give an enema to the United States, I would recommend putting the hose in LA. And at the very <laughs> least, just give us a nice pressure wash because it's filthy here. It's filthy. Oh yeah, the first time I flew in, I felt like I was flying into Silent Hill. 
I look down and there's just this black fog. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's smog. Uh. Yeah, it's our little film. It gives it gives us character. Uh, yeah. Don't don't run here. Don't uh, exercise here. A lot of people yeah, do. I don't know. Just just don't anything that requires intake of oxygen. Just try not to try not to do that. It took me um, a year to get accustomed to the air here, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> it's terrible. Geez. I mean, that's that's the thing. I I I am. I am. I applied for E3 because, well, for, for main, main reason being that Nico's out there, and I mean we get to hang out. But also, just like E3 seems like the dumbest fucking thing into, especially in 2017. It seems just like it, 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 the. It, I I want to be in it as it's like in the the throes of this identity crisis that is going through currently, um, because I think that would just be like really interesting to witness even if it's fucking terrible so yeah i don't know it's uh like when when, when did you go mark 2010 i want to say right, it okay. was it was a few years ago i don't i went two years in a row i want to say it was 2009 and 2010 right okay. uh the first year i went i went with a friend of mine who basically contributed a couple of things to the site so that he could go yeah and the second time i went with uh site collaborator matt yeager which was great because we just basically spent the whole three or four days that we were there just acting like idiots the whole time. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite part was he comes walking up to me and he says, I just saw Jeff Gersman. And I was like, oh, what was he doing? And he just like stopped, thought about it for a minute and just said, being fat. <laughs> just generally... Just generally. <laughs> just generally. I think that was like one of the last years Sterling went to because I like turned around and he was standing there talking to somebody and I said, holy shit, it's Jim Sterling. And without <laughs> breaking his sweat, without breaking stride, he just stopped, like bowed and did this little hand thing and then went back to the conversation he oh, was having. Oh man, that is, that is perfect. Just living the character. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he he had great. the gloves, right? The gloves and the, the gloves Oh yeah, and the he glasses. had the gloves, he had the glasses. The the only other person I saw that was like quote unquote in character, I guess, would have been Angry Joe. <laughs> was he just he was just going around screaming four hours? That's, that's not a character. That's our Lord and Savior. Let's be honest. I uh, love, yeah, we, we yeah. love a good. Well, AJ. he was he was wearing the jacket and the Superman shirt, and I was like, oh, it's Angry Joe, and he's like, hey, how are you? Shook hands. He's like, are you a fan of the thing? And I was like, no, I just your girlfriend follows me on social media, and he didn't seem to know how to answer that question, <laughs> so he just like walked away. <laughs> Poor angry Joe. Oh no! You're you're oh. probably a significant source of his anger, Mark. Like, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> like let let me put this in the simplest way that I can. I am not the guy that your girlfriend tells you not to worry about. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> oh god! Oh man! <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to get Joe on here and settle this. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we you know. Like we'll have to settle the dispute of whose fan base is actually the Angry Joe Army because I think it's ours. I th yeah, it's ours. I think we we claim that, didn't we? So yeah, yeah I haven't right. seen him like object to that. So as far as I'm concerned, we we still got it. 
but yeah, that's uh, it's, it's it's cool to have you on, man. We're we're really really happy. Like this, we we've always talked about like getting guests on like from the start, and it just so happened that we just never did. <laughs> we just kind of fell into this thing of ah, it's just Nico and I just chatting shit or whatever. But um, it's it's definitely it's definitely cool to have someone else to like bounce ideas off of or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, Nico, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Saved a kitten last week. That was cool. Yeah, what what the fuck was that? Found a kitten outside my house. It was crying for like hours. I thought it was a kid at first. I go out and um, there was a little cat hidden in this little storm drain. He was right. super skinny. So I brought him in my house, put him in a box, and I thought I was going to have to have a brand new cat. I don't know. <laughs> and about like seven hours later, some guy knocks on my door freaking out and it's his cat. I don't. He was freaking out, like, "Why the fuck did you take my cat?" Yeah, he was kind of mad, but it was like, it, it was the cat was outside. Like, I don't know. We like, did, we did live he by live a busy near, road, sir? Did he live he near li- you? He lives in my apartment complex. Yeah, <laughs> right, okay. like the most LA reaction I've ever heard. Not to be that guy, but like, no, I've had I had an instance where, like, this one night when I was living in a house, I let my dog in. And this other dog followed him in, and I was like, <laughs> so like, after a couple of hours, like, we were waiting to see if anybody would come to get the dog, and nobody did, so we were like, I guess you're our dog now. <laughs> and then, like, an yeah. hour later, somebody was, like, walking up and down the street, and we were like, are you looking for your dog? And they're like, oh my god, yes, did you find our dog? And I was like, yeah, hold on. Like, anytime, and this has happened more than once, I've I've just had dogs run up to me and decide, you're my master now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we've, we've had people come up looking for them, and they're always really nice about it. Like, I'm just I'm just confused that this person's default response would be, fuck you. No, they, they were I, mad, I, I, but then, then they went on to say, like, oh, like, I work all day, so, like, I, I don't, like... Like, they weren't there the entire, like, all day. So, the, yeah. like, why are you mad at me? You just, like, I don't know... You shouldn't be leaving a kitten alone all day. They need attention and stuff. I don't like, know. I, I, How to get I, outside of the apartment is what I want to know. That's I, don't know. I, I. I definitely had a situation where um, I was I was walking along somewhere, and there was just this dog that looked like nervous as hell and like was and I just thought like okay we're near a busy road I'm gonna go check on this dog I guess like um, and you know I, 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 no one was around like it was a pretty long stretch of road and i couldn't see anyone um and so i like uh i i I checked the caller and saw a a mobile number so i i tried calling them they weren't answering and i just said i texted them saying hey like you're i found your dog i think um and then like someone like um about like 10 minutes passed where i was just kind of like sitting with this dog just thinking like i mean because the dog was cool it was a really nice dog and stuff so i was happy to sit with it i guess but um like about 10 minutes went along and i was just thinking like am i gonna have to like take this dog home and then like someone came like storming down the fucking street like towards me with like the angriest look on on her face and was like did you not did you not see me looking for my dog and i was like you're around the fucking corner. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I've been sitting here with your fucking dog for like 10 minutes. Like, you know, where the fuck are you? <laughs> and she was like, and, like, you know, and she's went, oh, and like walked off. And I, and, and like, and then I, then I got a text saying, uh, I got a text from that, that person's, uh, it was like her cousin or, or, or it's, it's like some relation to them. And, uh, 
and she was like, "Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, my, uh, you know, whoever it was was uh, was was looking after the dog, but uh, you know, thank you for letting us know and stuff." And I just texted her back, "Don't trust that person with your dog anymore." Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, didn't didn't get a response or anything. So um, yeah, that was that was a that was a fun one. <laughs> it was just oh, at the end of the day, I just I just want dogs to be okay. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, wow. to be with good people. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So you know, speaking speaking of um, of animals being saved. Um, oh wait, no, I'm not going to talk about that at all. Nico, have you been playing anything? Wait, what? <laughs> Where were you going with that one? No, I wasn't going anywhere, Nico. You know my segways. You know my segways are awful. That one was like, uh, you know. Okay, it was let's a, just was... keep going. Let's just keep going. That yeah, one okay, was okay, okay, okay. What have I been playing? <laughs> I've been playing some video games. Um, yeah. Still cranking away God Eater Resurrection. Uh, oh, yeah. Games, okay. Yeah, it's still good. I don't... There's a lot of reading to understand this game. I don't think I got the time to read all this stuff in that database. It's You don't have to read all the stuff in the database. I, I don't just know what half the terms to are, shut though. the database up. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to do that to satisfy the, you know, check all the new entries. But it's like, I don't know what gap points are. I don't know what all this shit is. Like, I, like, I keep earning gap points or GAP. I don't know what the hell to call them. Like, there's, I, I still don't understand what makes it so I can air dodge and stuff like that. And when I can't, and I still don't understand just little things that are getting to me now. Like, I feel like I'm not playing it right, I guess. I don't know. Right. Okay. I feel like I should be like doing better combos or something. I just feel like I'm not hitting. I don't know what it so, is. So I mean, like I I have very very little you know familiarity with the series or whatever. But is it like are are you like do do you think you're like not building up enough? Like is 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 it, is it like a kind of RPG type thing? Are you building up your character and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm upgrading weapons. It's all based right. on your gear. Like, right, okay. It, so, but then there's abilities, but they, then the abilities have, like, their own leveling system that goes by, like, tens? I don't understand what that's all about. And I equipped something that let me see enemies' HP, and I equipped that, and I don't see anything. Like, I don't see anything on the right. screen. It's like, not working? Like, what's going on? Like, I just don't... Like, this is, like, Dark Souls levels of, like, just what, what am I doing wrong? Like, an item not doing what it says it's gonna do, or something like that. It's just... I don't know. Nico, I know, you I just know got, it's, it's got to be me, though. It's, you just got to like, get good. No, I just know. It, it totally good. is that situation, though. I think I'm not good. Like, that's the whole thing. <laughs> like, I'm not a good <laughs> god-eater. But, um... Costanza's <laughs> just... Look, he man, doesn't have it, what it, it takes. It takes some time. Like, you're you're probably <clears throat> biting off more than you can chew. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I can chew with three different mouths or whatever now. I got, yeah, I got the big yeah. mouth. I like that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like, Mark, like the chewing system. That's the thing. I, I think I'm not like using that right. When do I chew? When do I not chew? It, I don't get it. I mean, do, do you, Mark? Do you have any familiarity with the series at all? Like, oh hell it? yes, I do. Right, I okay. wrote like a 12 page document explaining why everybody should buy it. The day it came out, back when okay. Bandai Namco announced that it was coming to the U.S. So <laughs> I'm a fan. You may okay. pay. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, like, what, what, what would you say about? about nico's predicament then like is that is that like natural for kind of newcomers to the series or is that i think so it's here's the thing 
everybody in Japan, to one extent or another, is trying to make the next Monster Hunter. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. hunting action games are just the, the, the new hotness in the Japanese gaming marketplace. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's God Eater, there's Tokiden, there's just all this different stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the U.S., that's not necessarily as popular a genre, but it, it's kind of getting there. So this is one of those kind of games where you have to, if you don't have an understanding of hunting action, it, it's going to be a little weird no matter what you do. Yeah. And God Eater is unique from all of its compatriots because it's more anime style. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's constantly, like, jumping around. Uh, there's the, the mouths that come out of your sword and try to eat the monsters that you're dealing with, etc., so on. So it's, it has its, its weird stuff. Like, as yeah, far as the, yeah. the, the eating mechanic goes, generally there's really only two times you need to do it. If you're uh-huh. in battle, just when you're not going to get the crap smacked out of you is the best time to do it because it gives you bonuses to your damage output and it gives you bonus bullets that you can fire into your allies that give them improved damage output. Oh, and then when an I enemy should be is firing dead, into my allies? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. There's a bullet that you get. Well, there's two di- You can either fire it at the enemy for added damage, or you can fire it at your allies to boost them up. I usually will fire it into my allies to give them a boost, because in turn, it gives them the ability to deal more damage over a longer period of time. Okay. That... I should I should do this. This sounds good. This sounds, this sounds There's also <laughs> you also want to fight into enemies when they're dead because that gets you all of their goodies that you can use for crafting. Yeah, I found that out by accident, but I'm I obsessively I I'm always chewing up carcasses now. So yeah, it's it's become a habit. Um, yeah, as much as much trouble as I'm having, like kind of grasping everything, I'm still having like a great time. I feel like every time I talk about this game on here, it sounds like I hate it, but I kind of love it. Like. I'm seeing yeah, I mean, the appeal. I just can't. I, I want to be obsessed, but I can't be. You know what it, it is? Seems, it seems like one of those games where, like, all the all the kind of um, the nuances, like that, seem so kind of intimidating and insurmountable at first. Like the the idea of 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 getting over that that initial hump is like an achievement in itself that you want to work towards. In a sense, like, am I way off with that? Or, I don't know. I can definitely agree with that. It's, like, hunting action, in a lot of respect, is kind of where we started at before we got to something like a Dark Souls. Yeah. Because Dark Souls, once upon a time, was going to be Kingsfield 5 before Sony said, no, make a game exclusively for us. And if you look at the way the boss battles work in that game, you can kind of see how they would have looked at a fantasy star online or a monster hunter yeah. and said, yeah, we can do that, but in a more condensed fashion. So it's, it's, you can kind of see where the line is drawn. I feel like hunting action is where you go. If you just want those boss battles and nothing else, whereas like the souls franchise and the things they're starting to borrow from that are where you go. If you want a world surrounding those big battles. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, well put. <laughs> that's perfect. Jesus. Um, I don't know, like the loot thing in that game too. like, God, I, I, sorry. Now I'm just like asking random questions because <laughs> I, I need to, Welcome I'm, like, to the God Eater tutorial that, podcast. That's like what this is going to be. Uh, it's like, I, 
What's going on? I feel on? like I should just like live stream that game again and just like go through everything. On I'll just sit there taking notes. Point. Yeah, just like, oh, the weird like persona like things where like random characters that like the, the AI people or like your know, story people are like, hey, you got a minute? And then you like spend some time with them, like shooting the shit or like, like just hanging out or like, it's almost like the, you know, you studied together, you feel closer type thing. But it's like. It doesn't seem to be building towards anything. Does like do those no. scenes affect anything? No. Okay. No. It's just like fan God service, Eater, I guess, or something like. But God, not- the original God Eater, because Resurrection is a remake of the very first God Eater, and the very first God Eater was kind of made before something like a Persona Four. I think maybe around the time the Persona Three was first coming out, if I remember correctly, right, okay. uh, was a thing. So it's it's. They kind of just started slapping the expected anime stuff onto it. Uh, God Eater 2 Rage Burst does that as well. And it's it's interacting with people in that way doesn't necessarily change or impact anything because like you're not you're not aiming in a particular direction. Like they don't they don't have any kind of a social mechanic built into the game as such. The closest that you get is bringing people into battle with you improves them statistically somewhat. By like being able to buy, you know, special abilities and things like that. Yeah, I like I like that system a lot. It's it's weird. It's like you level up your allies and not as much yourself. Although you do level up yourself. I don't know. It's uh, this game confuses Tokiden me has, in a good way. Yeah, Tokiden kind of has like an equivalent social interaction system. Though th- there's also like sub bits where you can like go into the bath with like other characters. And, like, at first, if you if you go in with a character of the opposite sex, they get all flustered and run out. But then, like, eventually, as it gets on later, they're like, fine, we can cuddle in the bath for a minute, or whatever. <laughs> what's a, what's like, That's the closest I've seen in that kind of game. Yeah, what's a bath cuddle between friends, you know? <laughs> I just, yeah, like, I was like, I was like oh, I'm teaching this Russian girl how to speak English, even though she speaks perfectly fine English. But, uh, and it seemed like that was going to build to some, like, battlefield technique and i was waiting for it because we kept having scenes together i i can't remember anybody in this game's name and i know she's a main character uh, is it Alyssa? Alyssa. yeah that's okay yeah and man mark's on this yeah, shit. i'm pretty sure the implication <laughs> is that if because if you watch the anime the main character is a dude i'm pretty sure the implication is that you're, you're probably playing this game as a dude and that like you know you bone at the end of the game or whatever but like beyond that like they, there's no there's no directly explicit social system involved here, so you know nothing that you do matters. Okay, have fun. That's, <laughs> that's good to know. I was I was like coming. Excellent. I was like selecting certain people to be like, all right, I might as well just build the relationships up with these people. And I, there's, there's, I, there's something wonderfully absurdist about that. Like it's uh, you know the idea that we're just we're all here in this weird wacky situation and. You know, here's just some mundane shit that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Life's pointless. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like God Eater 2 does that marginally better than the first game did, and Resurrection very much is following in the footsteps of the first game, by and large. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't like the introductory sequences or the, the way uh, Resurrection tutorializes its introductory missions. Like, the f- Resurrection... Yeah. I'm sorry, um, Rage Burst just explains the stuff to you and gives you the ability to learn the stuff in a virtual reality sort of testing ground. So you just learn it and then that that goes. That just follows. 
in Resurrection, they pair you off with the different characters for individual one-on-one missions. Oh, yeah. And, like, there are a couple of missions where you get paired with somebody who has no healing bullet, and you just get the crap smacked out of you because, like, nobody's healing you, and you have to heal yourself, and it's, ah. I, I just did a mission the other day where it was like a I guess it was like a side bonus thing where it, I want to say the name is is it Canon Kano I, I don't know how to pronounce it but it's the the lady healer with the pink hair I think and she's like oh you okay. want to go like fight one of those big tank motherfuckers and I was, like just us two and I was like yeah sure that was the worst fight I've ever done in that game to date that took me like 45 minutes and she did absolutely nothing, so it was really just me and that tank fighting each other. And that was the only time I've ever considered just, like, dropping that game. Was just <laughs> that one part, and then... <sighs> I powered through it, but yeah. and But yeah, those... even As, as someone who knows, like, very little about this game still, uh, even I got fucking annoyed by those tutorials at the beginning. But it, it seems... <sighs> Yeah, it's, it's, what, what are the purpose of those missions where they're just like we've segregated off like half the people you, you can join it's just you and this person it's just like that's is that something you want to play on a bus i'm trying to think about this game in terms of like it being a portable game and like how every mission is like you know they're giving to you in little piecemeals and stuff that you could knock out on a quick subway ride or something like that but when you have I feel like, like in Japan, it's it's the, more the reason that they do that sort of stuff is because they like to be local to one another when they're doing handheld gaming. Uh, yeah, like yeah. the same reason that you see Monster Hunter on the 3DS, despite yes. the fact that no, you absolutely do not want to do a Rathlos battle on the bus. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to think like, what if I did this mission on a bus? This would be hell. This took me 50 minutes almost, and I barely made it out, and I didn't have a shaky situation going on. I'm like, like I don't know this game. What is this game, Mark? I, I don't. It, it, it's hunting action, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know what. I, I've never. I, I played Monster Hunter once for like a couple seconds, and it, I didn't know what to do. I ran away from it, screaming, and I just I need to go lay down. <laughs> but but Nico, are you enjoying yourself? I am. I'm having a great time. That's the yeah. weirdest part. I believe the phrase that pays is, are you not entertained? <laughs> I am very entertained. The story's like kind of yanking me along too. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know who's dead, who's alive. I don't know what's going on. Everyone's freaking out in this game. I love it. It's basically Evangelion. Everyone's dead. There you go. That, that's that that's sounds, actually that... what I was thinking of when I was playing. I was like, this has got some, yeah, this has got some of those vibes kind of seeping you, you out might, of it. You might have just sold me on this fucking game, Mark. <laughs> In that in that one interjection, um, but yeah, like it's it's a game that I picked up and very briefly, and kind of bounced off. But it was always one that I was like, and there's something there's something to this. Like like it's this weird kind of amalgamation of like these super deep like combat customization systems and like these what felt like tiny self-contained battles and stuff like that i mean you know again it's kind of you know the 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 portable take on on the whole uh, hunter action thing i guess but uh yeah i don't know i just um i i i will return to that i will return to that series at some point because like even just talking with you nico about it on the past couple of podcasts it's been like I I remember the, what what drew me to that game in the first place, and like from what you're talking about, that stuff 
like once you get over that initial hump of just like learning all these like super intricate systems and stuff or super complex systems um it, like it, it becomes a lot more kind of palatable and stuff i don't know it's uh yeah i, I that that it's it's a weird weird thing but um but yeah i don't know wait if uh, you if you start playing it again can you just hop into my campaign or how does how does the <laughs> multiplayer work i haven't like you have to um you have to create a room and then right. all of you join the room together but would it like and would it add to my progress to, oh yeah it, it it records whoever the host's progress is as the most amount of progress available hey so you can just go through and clear out missions and i don't remember exactly how it works with story missions 100 percent. i think you can go through and just clear them out as needed i think you might have to go do your story interactions it's been a while since i've played it with uh somebody but yeah you can just you can just power through as needed that might be nope. the way to do it yeah <laughs> well, Hamish, get uh, up there with your <laughs> with your with your mouth sword. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that sounds that sounds cool. <laughs> like, cool that game. sounds like a cool game. Um, speaking of style. cool games, speaking of cool games, yeah, we got we got a cool game that came out last week that I've been playing nonstop. Snipper clips, right? Snipper clips. Uh, it's uh, the the ultimate party puzzle game. Um, I did. I I. I'm not lying when I say when I say I have played snipper clips um because uh I went round to my friend's house who has a switch and he bought snipper clips and we just started playing and it's that's a damn good game that's a like weird little thing that it encourages creativity in a way that I never really expected it to or whatever like they're you're constantly coming up with like super creative workarounds to these problems and you're not quite sure if what you're doing is the intended solution but it kind of works out in a lot of cases um yeah that's just that's a fun wee thing um but no i'm 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 of course referring to uh that new that that new zelda what came out uh breath breath of the wild uh i've been playing that absolutely non-stop um uh, i mean i just put a video out on it a couple of days ago that you can go and check out if you want um but man that that is a hell of a game um i i i am of course playing it on the wii u uh i bought that version and i've i've mainly been playing it i have barely played that game on on the t like on the on my monitor um apart from to capture footage for that video i've just been playing it on the tablet thing the, the gamepad and it's been remarkably remarkably good <laughs> in, in that sense but um yeah that that is that is a a hell of a game a game that initially started off and i was very uh, like kind of shocked that they'd managed to create this uh, uh, like a game of this scope and then there was like a, a period where some slight issues were kind of creeping in and you think like, okay, uh, I'm not really sure how how I'm, how I'm feeling about this. And then like a after a while, those issues start to kind of resolve themselves in a, in a weird way. And I am at a point where I am absolutely enamored with this game. Um, it's I was playing it pretty much right up until 
I had to sort out stuff for the podcast and everything. Um, and I will probably play it immediately following the podcast. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, that that game. That's a game that encouraged like. <sighs> It, the, the game that it reminds me of most in terms of Zelda is actually, like, I, and I, I say this as someone who doesn't have much of a history with Zelda, like, I've played The Legend of Zelda, and I have played, um, I've played bits of Ocarina, and uh, I've not played Majora at all, uh, I played... I haven't completed Wind Waker, but I played a lot of that and really loved it. Um, what it's reminding me of a lot is Wind Waker, because there is so much in the way of just... like It reminds me of the sailing sections, which I know a lot of people really hated, but I absolutely loved, because, you know, it's, it's long stretches where you're doing not very much, but it, it makes the world feel big, and that like that atmospheric uh implication is is what i enjoy about this game a lot it's 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 not just that the world is huge it's that it feels huge like you feel dwarfed by it um and it like just like i, I talk about it in the video it's the idea that you know when you have long stretches of what feels like nothing it makes the somethings feel that more, much more significant um and yeah i don't know it's because because you you nico you own this game but you don't own the console to play it on i'm currently holding the game in my hand yes um <laughs> it hurts i'm not gonna lie but um <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm a patient guy i can wait but um yeah it's uh, killing me not playing this game by the way eating up my insights I, Nico you will adore this game it's... I adored it from the moment I saw the trailer I know I know I, you, yeah. shouldn't, you shouldn't fanboy out over this stuff but god damn it <laughs> I, was, I was sold from like day one yeah yeah, yeah. I mean like Mark, Mark do, do you have any like have you have you played it at all or no uh, yeah. the last Zelda game that I played was Okami ah <laughs> Right. Nice. Yeah. Well, I made this argument over. I made this argument over on uh, the GVN live livecast. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, generally speaking, if you are a Zelda fan, you own a Nintendo console. But outside of that, like I don't. I don't feel like there are a lot of people who aren't Nintendo fans who are like looking for the next big Zelda because if there were we would see a game that is not Zelda succeed with that formula and right. I kind of fall into that category of I loved Ocarina of Time I thought Majora's Mask was good and everything after that has just left me cold Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not necessarily a fan of the modern Zelda formula no love for Wind Waker uh, I thought it was fine twice oh. uh, I played Wind Waker and I didn't have a problem with the visual aesthetics. I just felt like I've done this before. I don't. I don't need to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's fair. I, I think. I think. That's, I think that's maybe why I enjoyed Wind Waker so much because I basically I only played like bits of Ocarina at a friend's house who had an N sixty four. Like you know, it was it was that kind of thing. So I didn't have that um kind of like. Uh, those those memories of like of of what of pe what people had played before carrying into this thing that maybe largely features the same kind of framework or whatever. Um, 
you know, I, f- I feel we're at a stage where if you're complaining about the visual style of Wind Waker, you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> like, you know, because I feel like a lot of the complaints around that visual style were people saying, oh, it's like a kid's game. Yeah. And I'm like, the, the, the crying men in the audience who couldn't, couldn't believe it. Idiots. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I, as someone who didn't have those kind of, that, that kind of nostalgia or the experience with the Zelda series like prior um like I, I played the Legend of Zelda you know uh certainly not when I was younger it was when what it, it wasn't wasn't all that long ago I can't remember exactly when but it wasn't that long ago so it was yeah it was just kind of uh Wind Waker kind of came in and was like man this is a really neat thing it, it looks really cool the art style's great I, I thought the art style was great and um and yeah, it just, like I say, it had, like, again, I mentioned in the video, I'm I'm a big fan of, like, worlds that, you know, I mentioned Shadow of the Colossus in the video, which is another world that kind of feels very empty, and it feels empty for a reason, like, that space between where you are and where you want to be is very important, um, and you ask yourself, like, why is that space there, and in a lot of cases, well, for me, in Wind Waker's case, it was, like I say, to make the world feel like this huge, vast thing that you had to actually work to traverse. In Shadow of the Colossus, it was, you know, the idea that, you know, this was a once great kind of civilization or whatever that was, you know, completely destroyed uh, and um, is now in ruin. And it's kind of largely the same in Breath of the Wild, which is, you know... <sighs> it's a game that's very, very hard to define in a lot of ways because on the one hand, it's like this joyful celebration of exploration and on the other hand, it's like borderline anti-player. It's, 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 there's a lot of times, like that. this game is, is like tough in, in a lot of ways that Zelda perhaps isn't, like, or, you know, what people remember as Zelda, like, isn't actually that tough like there so many things about this game exist to make your life harder um down to things like the weather because it's like you know it's like the obvious thing that everyone goes to is the weapon durability system uh, where it's you know you have a you collect a bunch of weapons in the world and stuff and you have like a set amount in your inventory but they break within like you know not not very many hits shall we say and you're constantly cycling through all these weapons and initially that is like that's a real bummer <laughs> it's and i i think that's actually a real issue with the game because it i was i was running away from more combat scenarios than i was engaging with because i was like okay i have these i have like maybe a couple of crappy weapons that i know won't get me through this fight and I also have some good weapons, but I don't want to waste them on these smaller enemies because the only thing you're really getting from these enemy encounters is more weapons and like the kind of materials that um that you use to make elixirs and stuff like that. Um, but is it, it you know it, it meant that I was thinking like, well, I'm just not going to engage in the combat then. Um, as the game goes on, that becomes less and less of an issue. You you start to get more powerful weapons and uh you, you obviously you build up your life bar and everything and it, it becomes a lot easier to deal with um but the main thing for me was that the weather 
is like maybe your biggest enemy in a lot of ways because the whole the whole game essentially centers around this kind of crafting me- uh, no not crafting climbing mechanic sorry um where you can just climb anything if you see a rock face you can climb it the only thing stopping you is your stamina meter which you know you can upgrade and stuff um but like you can you can climb anything and that is like one of the biggest um it, it, it may, the, another reason that the world feels big is because of this vast verticality that you can actually scale like uh you know if you think about something like metal gear solid 5 there are all these like rock faces or whatever but they just act as like walls you know it's it, you can't you can't get past them you can't get over them or anything like here it is a legitimate thing that makes the world feel you know like it, make, it makes the world feel massive in a way that i can't really remember a world feeling as big in a in a really long time but then you get the weather which is like as soon as it starts raining you start slipping so you can't you basically can't climb these fucking rock faces and stuff so the biggest like uh the the, the biggest encouragement to exploration that you get which is the idea that you can climb anything in that game is completely wiped out when it starts raining because you you just can't do it and then you're just like okay well i guess I, I I was planning to go over there, but I guess I'm not anymore. And then once that that rain turns to lightning, which it very often does, it gets to a point where it's it, like it, when it's raining, you think, okay, well I can go over here, I guess. Like I'll go a different route. But when it's lightning, if you're carrying any metal, then that conducts electricity, <laughs> and so like what? once once you start once you start sparking like within about 10 seconds you get fucking one-shotted it's brutal it's like so you're just like if i if i don't dump all this fucking metal that i'm carrying which you're carrying a bunch of swords you're carrying a lot of fucking metal like if you don't dump all that then you just gotta like try and find like a stable or something like that you can go inside because if you don't then you're fucking you're dead <laughs> it's like it's crazy like i never expected that kind of level of brutality from from a zelda game you know um but man it's uh it, it, that, that's just that's just a couple of examples of like the ways in which this zelda game subverts a lot of the expectations i had going into a zelda game some of them you know maybe not for the better but you know it's it's at the very least you know even if i didn't love what this game was doing in terms of the way it allows you to explore and the way it kind of entices you to go through the empty space to see what's on the other side of it like at the very least it is doing so many fucking compelling things with the formulas of like open world and you know just the kind of tropes that zelda has brought about that you know i i it's i i kind of can't believe that this is as a game in a lot of ways you know i mean it's it's there's just so much to it that like I, i one i can't really explain and two i don't want to spoil the amount of times i have i've been going through this game and i've like literally had to like stop what i'm doing for a second because i see something and i'm like holy shit what the what was that because it's so different to anything you've encountered in that world up to that point it's 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 masterful in a lot of ways and 
yeah, it's it's just I, I can't I can't really say enough good things about that game at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's um, <laughs> like it, there's there's all sorts of weird stuff in terms of how I feel like I feel more attached to building Link up than I do to you know than I do to any like generic um, or blank slate RPG character that. I can completely build in like my own image or whatever. Like I, I feel more attached to building this character that has a has a predefined story, and you know it's a very kind of it's it's not a stat based level of building up. It's more just okay, you do these puzzles occasionally, and then you get like the whole thing is you you do you go to these shrines, which usually is a puzzle of some kind, and then you get basically a quarter of a heart. Um, and yeah, it's it, like I feel more attached to my character doing that than you know going into the absolute minutia of oh how much luck am I going to get or how much you know like vitality or it's stuff like that you know so yeah it's um it's a hell of a game it's a hell of a game it's uh it, it it's massive but it like it it feels like I'm constantly coming across things that you know it, it, like. The whole the whole thing was that Skyrim was said to be like half the size of Breath of the Wild. Like Skyrim, there's very few kind of recognizable like landmarks that I ever come across or whatever. Like I don't really know if if you put me into Skyrim at, at any point, I wouldn't really know where I was or like where I was going. There would be nothing kind of identifiable about that. At most points in Breath of the Wild, there's something where I'm like, oh, I, I recognize that. And it's maybe because these things are often so massive that you can see them from a lot of different points on the map. But it's it, it, like it's it feels like a very cohesively designed world and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's cool. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what else to say about it, really. I, I like I'm in love with it. And if you know. It, I I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to if you're excited about it you've either already played it or like Nico you have put in motion the the the, the steps that will get you to play it, I guess uh, I'm, so I'm happy to report that uh well in actually like as you were speaking I got an email saying that my switch had shipped so <laughs> we're well on our way baby it's going to be here on the 14th god damn it <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I almost, I almost kind of want to sarcastically ask you, like, if you need to change your pants after all of that. But <laughs> it's like, it's, it's. it's I'm, I'm glad that you're enthusiastic about it. Like, I mean, the franchise has lost me, and to a certain extent, like, open world games have lost me. Yes, yeah. Uh, just because I've, I've just seen so many of the damn things at this point. Like, totally. I didn't, I didn't do very much with Fallout Four. I didn't do very much with Skyrim. I didn't play the last Zelda game that came out, Skyward Sword, and I maybe put like five hours into Twilight Princess. But I mean, it's it's. I'm glad when people can enjoy stuff that I can I can see is is objectively good. Yeah. But it yeah. just isn't for me. So totally. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy, man. Like it's. I mean, the thing is though, you're you're talking about like the the kind of fatigue with like open world games in general and stuff. It, you know, as my video states, I am very fatigued with that myself, and. uh like and there there are some kind of there's it's weird that this this genre that purportedly when it was kind of 
this inception was all about the idea of giving the player freedom and stuff and but it doesn't trust the players with that freedom so it just ends up becoming a lot of like it ends up becoming a very big like menu almost it's you you your map is like might as well just be like okay i'm gonna go there because that's marked on my map and you know i guess that's important because the game says to me it's important like what what breath of the wild does really well is trust in your ability to to find what you want to do like it never tells you anything like there have been so many times where I'll, I will have just been like wandering about the world like on my way to another objective and then there's this like fucking anomaly in the world that is like it could be like some massive building or something like that that just is seems completely out of place in 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 what in its surroundings or whatever and I'm like I'm going to go explore that and then that leads to some kind of you know trial that you end up doing and it's it becomes its own like story in itself and it's a story that you have come across yourself and have explored yourself the game has never actually said to you like hey this is something you should check out like go here or whatever um so yeah i i, I don't know it, there there's a lot of there's so much mystery about this game that you like you want it, it's it's the it's, it's the human condition man it's like the blanks are there and you want to fill them it's like but the game is clever enough not to say you have to fill these it just entices you to want to do it yourself it's uh yeah it's 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 a it's a cool thing but um you know like and also you know you, you mentioned like the bethesda games like I, I i i didn't hate fallout 4 i i hated elements of it um because i don't know it, it kind of took away a lot of the um it, it felt very video gamey in a way that perhaps like new vegas didn't like um but like you know three. the crafting systems and everything well yeah i guess you know um it, it, like the crafting systems and everything were just like pointless and all like it, it just felt like it was just throwing stuff at you and like it, again it didn't say like you have to engage with this stuff but it was like it, it was throwing it at you enough that you kind of felt like uh, like i'm i'm missing out on something by not doing this uh like zelda doesn't even do that it, it's just just gives you the world basically and it's you know you can even like try and complete the game as soon as you wake up if you want there's a very specific destination and that you need to get to and like fight at and uh and you can just go there but you will get your ass handed to you by the enemies on the way and stuff so um but you know there's someone that has completed breath of the wild in an hour and a half from what i've seen on youtube <laughs> so oh my God. that's great yeah, it's, it's, it's 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 amazing it's, it's like i i love the fact that the game allows for that scope like i have spent like 30 to 35 hours now just go i, I only just feel like i'm like okay now i'm really getting a hold on the events of the world and um and i'm i'm feeling like i'm getting to a stage where i could deal with the threats now but the, like i love that someone else can find a way to kind of game the system almost and uh and and just do it in in an hour and a half <laughs> it's uh 
yeah i don't know i'm, I'm actually just gonna check just now to see if because that speed run was posted like the day it came out and i'm like how the fuck did you how did how did that how, how did you do that like um they work fast yeah, I don't man. Know. they always it's always yeah, like the it's, day after always it's in the name yeah <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's um yeah it seems okay there's there's one guy that's completed it in an hour it's fuck this is this is making me feel depressed in a lot of ways um someone will get it down to like 20 minutes just wait yeah it'll it'll happen um it is like those people who speed eat food i'm like congratulations i'm glad that's a talent you have i want to enjoy my meals man (laughs) exactly and the, the beauty of the beauty of food is that both both of you have that option <laughs> so it, it, what i'm saying is the breath of the wild is is like food and take a bite take 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 a bite there you go that's my that's T- my taste that's my review take take a bite of zelda breath of the wild um but uh, taste my breath <laughs> shit but um but yeah like i say it all I, adds up as shit anyway <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i say i've got that video up there at the moment um which you know people seem to be enjoying well some people seem to be enjoying some people are relentlessly asserting that I, i'm a fucking I, fanboy i'm a zelda fanboy there, there are an astonishingly large amount of thick people that that watch your videos yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's kind of crazy they've, they've crept out of nowhere I, I i don't know i mean these these, these people are the kinds of people that drove me to disable comments on my Dark Souls 2 video because I was just like, I can't be arsed with people telling me, you're just terrible at the game, man. Like, I'm, uh, I, I don't need to hear it. And uh, like, it's... The thing is, you know, I, 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 if you follow me on Twitter, like, you know, I'm pretty... I, I, like, I'm aggressive with these people, but it's, it's not out of, like, anger. It's like... It's it's like aggressive indifference, you know. What I mean, it's it's like I just, I I can't I can't care. If I did care, I would fucking kill myself. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, I I don't know. I just I find I find I find the mindset of people that comment on stuff like that like fascinating. Um, and I find it funny. So it's like um, I usually just respond with, you know, you're a fucking, you're 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 a roaster meat um so yeah i don't know it's uh but yeah like i, say, <laughs> I like when you used to just say cool i miss, yeah. <laughs> I miss that tactic <laughs> that yeah it's, you see there were too many people that were like saying oh you're just not responding to criticism then i'm like fucking uh these people <laughs> it's uh just because people are critical does not mean that their criticism is valid that that is the yeah. number one rule uh, uh, that i have learned from putting myself out there on the internet just because someone on the internet says you're wrong does not mean you're wrong <laughs> it's like uh, oh, yeah, i got i got into an argument once a dude showed up on a review i wrote for the ridge racer game that came out for the 3ds <laughs> and right? informed me that i was objectively wrong about the game because my expectations for it were incorrect <laughs> that's, i explained that's, that that's the battle I'm, that guy wants to fight huh like, yeah i was like okay if this is the hill you want to die on bro <laughs> like i've played rage racer and r4 on the playstation and i find it regressive that they're going back to the same shit that they've been doing since the very beginning of the franchise instead of trying to evolve the games in that way and he's like well you're wrong for feeling that way and i don't respect you and i said cool story bro <laughs> yeah exactly like like that's that's all you can say to these people it's like like what I get so many comments where I'm like, uh, I didn't, I didn't really like this video. And that's the entire comment. And I'm like, okay, like, 
sure. I, I, I mean, that's fine that you don't like it, but, like, what, what is that... That comment is a waste of time. It's, it's like you have wasted energy. You have expended energy that you could have put into other things by doing that comment. And I I feel sorry for the for you that you have wasted that energy. That is the extent of my emotion on these kind of comments or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, fucking YouTube's a weird place, man. It's uh, I mean, like it, this is something I'd actually be quite interested in. Like, how do you feel? like i mean obviously you don't make videos or whatever but like what from your kind of experience of witnessing the kind of the the commentary at if you want to around youtube and stuff like that like how does that differ from the kind of um not the print but the kind of the more like written website oriented type stuff does that is there any difference for you or is it like YouTube has a larger overall audience built into it, so you're inevitably yeah. going to be more likely to have somebody show up mm-hmm. who is just there to be there. Yeah, like I, this isn't a great comparison, but I kind of liken it to the difference between my experiences on Twitch versus my experiences on Hitbox. Right. Okay. Um, for live streaming purposes, for Twitch, it's it's a much larger platform, which means that there's a much greater audience potential for you because it, it's much more direct it's much more i don't want to say homogenized but everyone's there you know yeah yeah everyone is using this platform or you're not getting seen the converse is that is you're going to get people who show up who the entirety of their purpose for showing up is to quote the lyrics for peanut butter jelly time in your fucking (laughs) comments because they had no interest in in viewing the thing that you created yeah they just want to make a stupid comment Yeah, yeah yeah conversely if people are seeking you out in the print medium or on Hitbox, it's because usually they want to see the thing that you're doing. So you're probably going to get commentary that's a lot more directed at the thing that you're doing rather than at the fact that this person was bored at two o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's weird how the the audiences for these things, I, I like... Like you say, the idea that the audience is kind of built into the platform as opposed to, you know, each website having its own distinct, like, uh, kind of reader base that you you would have to be interested in the material that that outlet is putting out for you to seek it out as opposed to YouTube where it's like everyone's on there, it's, it's there occasionally, it's getting pushed to you, so you end up checking it out and, like, um... I, I, yeah, I, I get, like, a lot of people saying, you know, like, this video was recommended to me, uh, like, why was this shit recommended to me and all that, you know, I, I, I linked it to Nico, but I think, like, the Zelda one got uh, posted on 4chan the other day, which was my first 4chan posting, uh, which was um, a special moment, I don't, like, I don't want to call it good, but, it, it, like, the thread was immediately archived after um, someone... <laughs> um calling me uh retarded i think for like uh they 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 compared me to the hot knife videos for some reason and i can't remember what that reason is and i don't no no, they 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 said that yeah your video was being recommended to them as much as the hot knife video because there was a period where everyone was getting hot knife videos in the recommendations i I wish (laughs) man that'd be that'd be fucking amazing (laughs) um but yeah I, i i don't know it's uh yeah, like it, you ultimately, with anything in like creative or anything that you're doing on the internet, you, you put it out there, and it's 
it's not yours anymore and it's people are going to take it in whatever way they do and uh yeah i don't know it's it's, it's a weird fucking thing um and uh yeah that's like it's, it's it's weird how it's kind of influenced like how i make videos and stuff because he actually suggested to me that maybe okay maybe like i have like lots of ideas for things i could talk about with dark souls but i don't really want to make dark souls videos that much anymore because like you know i know i could make one and it would get like you know 100,000 views or whatever and and stuff but i'm like you know is is that worth the amount of you know like it, it it means that i i build up an audience of people that will only watch the dark souls stuff and like yeah i feel like that's going to be your major issue is yeah. if if you get known for doing one thing mm-hmm. when you try to do something else your audience is going to reject you because yeah. you've only ever done that one thing it's like how dare you branch out and it's i mean i don't have any one particular aesthetic in the stuff that i do so mm-hmm. like that's not as much of a problem but you know in your case it's i came to watching your stuff through your Dark Souls video. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's, it's, so if it's if I had if I had not been receptive to other stuff, I might have seen the Dark Souls videos, watched something else of yours and said, uh, and yeah, then just yeah. not watched anymore. Exactly, man. It's it's it, like the thing is, you know, it, it obviously like the Blight the Blight Town stuff the Blight Town video got really big and um and that brought a lot of people in and it it, it was kind of a surreal experience and a lot of, like a lot that a lot of the people that that video brought in like are people that like go and watch my other stuff and uh, that's really cool um but it's you know you realize that it's impossible to actually gauge the popularity of a youtube channel based on the dark souls things they do because it's like you put a dark souls video you put a, maybe less so nowadays but you put a minecraft video is gonna get viewed um, but and it's why you know I, I get people saying to me all the time like you know oh the channel's doing so well the channel's doing so well and I'm like yeah it's doing all right and they're like it's doing more than all right and I'm like eh, I, I, I don't know I mean it's, it's it's growing and that's really cool but like I'm I'm anxious to you know uh, say that it's like it's blowing up or whatever because it's like because a certain type of video is blowing up but it's it's getting to a stage now where. You know, I I was extremely happy. I was more happy when the Hitman video just like that hit thirty thousand views, and I was like, "Fuck, that's really cool. That's um, that's something that I put a lot of work into, and people seem to be receptive to, despite the fact it's not a Dark Souls video and stuff." Um, but yeah, I, I, it's it's a weird thing that I am like only finding more oddities with like the the more i immerse myself in it and stuff so i don't know but it's 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 doing it's doing well and the people like it, it kind of doesn't matter in a lot of ways because you know i've got patreon and like the the people that support me there are presumably supporting me because like because they like what i do rather than they like the dark souls stuff i do so i don't know it's it's, it's certainly not something i'm like better about in any way i'm just it's it's kind of fascinating to me in a lot of ways so um yeah i don't know that's that's, so that's a that's a look into the process there a peek behind the curtain um but yeah uh mark have you been playing anything at all um i've been trying to kind of sort of get back into final fantasy 14 
Oh, right. Okay. Because with all of the downtime that I had, I, I also had not been playing that so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, because Nico, you have a lot of experience with that, don't you? Or some experience. I, pl- I played my three, my, uh, my free month, and I had a good time. I kind of just, like, forgot about it. But I was trying to be a dragoon, just like everyone else, I believe. <laughs> or, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was great. It was it was way better than I thought it would be. I had only heard horror stories about it, and then all of a sudden I heard that it became the greatest thing ever. And, yeah, people aren't wrong when they say that game's good. That's, yeah. Uh, I, I bet Mark is, like, 10 billion times more well-versed in the, the, the meta of that game, I imagine. I, I played it. I didn't really, like, play it with anyone in particular. I joined some, the first guild or whatever that you know, randomly messaged me to join. It was okay. I liked it. Um, I have uh, a few friends who were actually had like a guild set up specifically for people that they knew that I'm still a part of. Um, at the moment I am somewhere I'm, I'm past the heaven's word content, but still in the post heaven's word content because they, they're constantly patching in new content every few months just to keep the game alive until they release whatever their next expansion is. Uh, because of the couple of months that I was off, I ended up like missing out on the stuff that my group was doing, which was what's called the Alexander Raids, where it's just it's a, a series of raids based around the Alexander Summon from the Final Fantasy games. I don't know what the current one is. Everybody calls it Dunce Cap, but I, I'm imagining that's not actually the term for it. Dunce Cap. Dunce cap, yeah. It's like it's like Dunscathe or something like that, but everybody calls it Dunce cap. I don't. <laughs> gamers, man. Yeah. Fucking gamers. But um yeah, it's it's there's there's a lot to understand. There's a lot to learn that I've picked up from my friends who play the game and we all get together on a Discord channel and just bullshit about what we're doing with it. So, you know, like I've learned so many different things in the like 3 or 4 months that I played the game. Like before I really got down to it, I had like I had never heard the term John Madden utilized outside of the context of football video <laughs> games. But apparently that's the term for going bug shit and beating the crap out of a monster just <laughs> like just without paying attention to tanking or anything. Is that what that means? Okay, I yes. just saw random people chatting that and I I didn't know what the hell was going John on. Madden, I was like, John Madden. like football here. Like the- <laughs> Okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm trying to remember like the last significant thing I did in 14. I oh I I participated in the All Saints Wake event a, a whole bunch, and what is that? dealt with it was a it was the Halloween thing. You know, it's just like a they had like a Halloween event that lasted from like X amount of time to yeah. X amount of time. Like I don't know, it was weird. I I had no idea what I was doing. I. How the hell did I get this game? I think I, like, got a free month of it, like, in just a humble bundle. And I just thought, here, what, whatever. And I just kind of I just went with the flow. I didn't really, like, have a goal in that game. I got really into, like, alchemy. But then that got really boring really fast. Uh, yeah, it's... I would actually like to go back. I kind of catch myself every once in a while missing it. I'd, I should go back. It's... I definitely feel like it has a really good understanding of how to make the experience desirable for players. 
Like, yeah. I never really got into World of Warcraft, but I felt like it didn't necessarily... I felt like it didn't necessarily have an understanding of how to get everybody on board until it got to the point where it had pissed off its most rabid fan base. Like, there's a blog, and I keep mentioning this in my own podcast, uh, Neo Kobe Pizza, the only gaming... God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Mother. Hold on. (laughs) That's cool. I can can edit this out, don't worry. (laughs) No, that was cool. We gotta keep that in. All right, okay. That's like cool, like that's like a that's a background journalist sound effect. That's awesome. <laughs> no, it was just one of my friends calling me to talk about stuff. <laughs> no, it was it was JJ with the scoop. Just you know, just JJ with the scoop. Yeah. This just in, MMORPGs all suck. No. <laughs> but it's, it's there's a blog that I read that I've mentioned on my podcast, um Eight Years in Azeroth, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's basically an explanation from the perspective of somebody who used to run a raiding guild in World of Warcraft about all of the changes that have been made to World of Warcraft over the time from when it first launched all the way to when he eventually stopped playing competitively, like stopped playing consistently. And that particular game started out very much for the hardcore because at that point, like, that's kind of where you were going with things. Like, there there weren't a lot of people who were casually playing MMORPG. Yeah, yeah. And then it slowly started to try and focus itself more toward allowing achievement for casual players without necessarily having the, that content where you can't do this if you aren't dedicated. And it, it started to lose a lot of the more diehard players. Yeah, yeah. To whatever extent. And I kind of feel like World of, War- World of Warcraft eventually understood how to get the casual player in. Final Fantasy XIV, after their gross restructuring, when the original game came out and was a pile of garbage, yeah. figured out this is what we need to do to get players to stick with the game for as long as they possibly can. Here's the kind of stuff that we can do to make it easier for them. and. By and large, I feel like the game is is structured in a way that it is immediately encouraging to somebody, no matter what your skill level, not only to get into it, but to keep playing it for hours, days, weeks, months, in some cases. Yeah. Because yeah. like I don't generally like MMORPGs, despite the fact that there was this period where I played like everyone that came out for some stupid reason. <laughs> but... I love what Final Fantasy XIV does because it makes the experience so easy to appreciate and enjoy just so long as you know people in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I I don't know if it's just, like, I never, like, really had that many, like, pals who played a bunch of MMOs and stuff like that, but I just... It, it always just seemed super impenetrable to me and... or. I just felt like I was missing something with a lot of um kind of MMOs or whatever, but uh I've 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 heard like nothing but good things about Final Fantasy like fourteen from a lot of people that aren't generally into MMOs and stuff, so um yeah, I I don't know. It's uh it's a weird one, but um Yeah, I, I, like I mean uh, are are you going to go back to it, Nico? <laughs> like I well 
like Mark said, it's really like you need people to play with. And I didn't have anybody. I didn't I, I was like a weird just loner dude who just went out and foraged for food and then decided he wanted to be a knight that could jump super high, you know, yeah. and I never even got to that point. I, I, my character still can't jump. And uh, yeah, it just, you know, I ran out of steam and then, you know, I f forgot about the game for a couple of days. And by the time I wanted to get back to it, uh, my subscription had expired and I was just like, Egh. you know, it's. I don't know. Oh, fuck, that reminds me. I still have to cancel my fucking PlayStation No subscription. Oh, I gotta cancel that stupid loot crate thing that I entered to, to get to win a Switch in a contest. I was that desperate. No, Nico, we've got we've got to uh, do unboxings for the podcast. Audio I, unboxings. I was gonna actually do something with that stupid box I'm getting because I don't give a fuck what's in that thing. <laughs> like I just, it was like twelve dollars. I was like, yeah, maybe I can get a Switch out of this. You know. I'm just, God, I was Don't subscribed do it, to Loot for like two years, and I've I've basically given away almost everything I got out of the damn thing. At this point. <laughs> That's what everyone seems to do. Yeah, it's it's like no, you've got to keep oh. them. They're collectible. You sell them on eBay for. I mean, then you I make could, you know, I've I always appreciate new that are shirt. more value than some of the things that are in those boxes. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 this box claims that it's going to be sixty dollars or more, the value and. We'll see about that. I don't know. Yeah, like how how we'll, we'll see. How are they making any profit off of that? If it's like they, they said, there was Metal Gear Solid Five merch in this that, thing. That I'm wondering what property. the fuck could like, that be? Like, that game. What could it be? That game that's a year and a half old. <laughs> like Jesus. Maybe I. Oh, if it's like a. Remember the cat hat in that game? The online of that game? The cat resting oh, yeah, on your head? Yeah, yeah. If it's like a hat that's like that, I'm into it. That but was a, fucking, that was a that. weird online mode, man. Like, cause it, cause it was terrible, kind it of. It was pretty bad. I, like, is it still online? It's pretty rough. Mm. Mm. I seem to remember uh, reading something about it, it wasn't anymore, and I'm like, that was fantastically quick. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. It's, it's never fared well in the West, has it? Because didn't, like... Didn't three have multiplayer? Yeah, three, three had you know you could play online if you had the network adapter. Yeah, um, I, I, I remember I, playing that for like five seconds once. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that I, was weird. I played a few modes. I, I played a few matches in fours online mode, which was like it was weird enough. Like, see, that's the thing. It was it was um, like five was very much geared like um, if you know you you could play that game like as an action game or a stealth game in a lot of cases and like that the action side of things was what was focused on for you know uh, metal gear online for five um with four you kind of had this weird middle ground like it was a lot more actiony than previous metal gear games but it still was like charmingly clunky in the ways that those previous games were and as such like the online had this kind of weird like stilted nature to it where it was like this this doesn't feel like snappy but like these mechanics have just been bolted onto this this multiplayer shooter or whatever and like it's like it was deathmatch. It, it yeah, just doesn't it, feel right. It, it was it was fun to experience at the very least for the few matches that I played of it like but yeah I don't know it, it I don't know why they were so like the only support they gave that game was like was the the online DLC and stuff like that. I, 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 don't I think know. they were just going through the motions and just trying to 
Konami, shut the door. Konami will be Konami. Uh, like, I, th- I think we have established. Who knows that. what's going on in that place? Like, really? What the f- Bomberman fuck, R? Fuck here you go. Kona- like, what yeah, the hell? Us. Okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I haven't played that Bomberman port yet, but, um, but yeah, like. It, <sighs> The, the idea I'm not paying $50 for that game. Sorry. Yeah, like, that's, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, there's all this fucking... Like, we went through the, the eShop when I was uh, hanging out with my friend the other day. We were all going 12 things. The, or yeah. Like, <laughs> the, and, it's, and it's all, like, £50 and stuff. And I'm like, fucking... Like, you're charging 40 quid for fucking Bomberman. Like, no. That's... that's that is uh, Nintendo. An, an, an absolutely insane proposition so um yeah gaming's I, I, lovable senile uncle it, it was literally like he was he, he was saying like oh uh, okay I'll, I'll buy i'll buy snipper clips and then the eShop wouldn't take his credit card like the eShop was like you know fucked or something um so he actually went on to like you know one of these like key reselling sites and got it and you know it's like okay nintendo you just don't want my money i guess <laughs> so like um yeah, I don't know. It's uh, so the weird fucking thing. That that console seems, you know, there's all this stuff out there, you know, about the console being broken and all that. But that seems to be heavily intermittent because I I I played that console for a good few hours the other night and it was it was sturdy. It was it was a kind of cool. It was a cool thing. So I I I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, like, Mark, do you have do you have any plans to get the Switch anytime soon? Or? As soon as they release a game that I want to play on it. Yeah, yeah. Just one. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing with me as well. Like, I, as, if you've listened to the podcast, like, you know, people know that I had a Switch pre-ordered and then cancelled it <laughs> because it was... You son of a bitch. It, it, it's like, what, I get to play, I get to play what apparently is a, a near identical version of zelda and also i get it way cheaper and i get all these fucking dope games to play on top of that so like why wouldn't i I'll, I'll, like you know like uh, mark says hello like, arms you're never gonna get to play arms now oh yeah shit okay uh yeah I mean, uh, I'll, 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 <laughs> he'll be able to play it eventually <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but uh, i mean like I, until no, they officially announce until they announce that like Tokyo Mirage Sessions is getting like a port to the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Wii U will always be a better purchase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like the amount of people that I had say to me like, "Oh, that console's dead. You're not getting any new games for it." And I'm like, "But I've already got." It's like there's yeah, already so many. The games library's fantastic for that console. Yeah, That's like, like I don't understand that argument. That's like saying, "Why would you buy a an Atari 2600 or a Nintendo 64 or a Sega Saturn on eBay? Yeah. Don't you know they're not making games for that anymore?" It's like saying, like you know, why are you buying that book? That book's that book's run out. That that doesn't have any more words in it. <laughs> like, it's, like what? Like why? Why make? No, there's there's lots of good games there. I'll play them. I'll, uh-huh. it's, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird thing. So, uh, but yeah, I I will eventually buy a Switch. Like probably when Mario comes out because I want to see him kill real people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't so, wait to see what happens when you jump on one of those 1950s looking dudes. I we know what wait. happens, Nico. We know what, what happens. Speaking of nineteen <laughs> speaking of nineteen fifties dudes though, um hey. you have been playing a game. See, I see I can I can do the segues when I want to. In fact, 
You fucking did it. I'm so proud of you. That was actually Ellie, that was it, great. No, I, I didn't because Ellie Noir uh, wasn't the 40s, 50s. Though. It was 40s. Yeah. It's like ah. 48. You're close enough. I fucked it. I Speaking fucked of it. the 1950s, you've also been playing a game full of people who are dead, probably. <laughs> See, you brought it right back. It was, it was, it was hanging on the precipice, and Mark, the the professional that he is, just brought it right back in. Nico, yes. you've been playing Ellie Noir. <laughs> well, I I finished it like long ago. Oh, yeah. Two weeks you ago. Just, you just um, forgot. <laughs> because I'm a fucking idiot, I literally... <laughs> the, the game that I had spent the majority of my time on the previous week, I completely neglected to talk about last podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. So, yeah, I beat it. Uh, I like that game a whole bunch. It's, it's, um, it's really good. I like the interrogation and the investigation. Yes. That's it. You don't, combat you don't, in that game is a pile of shit. I hate that combat in that game. So I wonder how you feel about that final mission. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I think I already told you this, but for some perspective, the way I was playing that game is, you know, piece by piece, I would just kind of shut it off after I cleared like one or two cases and, you know, keep coming back to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, sh- we should say at this point, like, we're going to go into spoilers here. Like, yeah, if you, if, I'm going to talk about the, I'm going to say the ending. So, like, you know, like, yeah, this like, game is like go, six go, years go, old. Yeah, go, go. It, I mean, you should, you should play Ellie Noir if you haven't. It's a really... I I think it's a really good game, like in a lot of ways. Um, but you the know, ending will not spoil any cases for you. That it, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's the best part of the game. Don't don't ruin like the cases. Don't look yeah, up guides. Yeah. It's one of those things. But uh, yeah. That, okay. So that final mission was like that was my that was my entire play session. So it was like very disjointed feeling. Like I I was playing large chunks of this game, and then my final time with the game was about five minutes that mission was five minutes long and it's the most unsatisfying ending to a a game i've probably played in a long time like it's it's really dumb (laughs) yeah um i liked the weird little you know the old oh you're this guy now kind of fake out into the penultimate character switch and i like the character you are and i like um kelso a lot i like jack kelso i thought he was a cool character he's very very fucking neutral like it kind of I, I don't know i it's an interesting protagonist i kind of view that guy as the real protagonist of that game and cole phelps is kind of just this just a guy like i don't know he doesn't really nobody seems to have really an impact in that other i don't know the what was with that corruption story hamish can you fucking help me understand so this, this what those story, people were doing no, <laughs> like, i mean like, in all honesty, like, probably not because it's been so long since I've played that game. What I remember about that was that it was, like, borderline Illuminati levels. It was <laughs> like, weird. You know, it, it was, it, like, it, it, Military-grade morphine mixed with, like, pretending to build, building these false houses that burning them down to collect the insurance. Yeah. And pushing morphine. They just kind of threw all this shit at me in, a, like, a few heavy cutscenes. Not to mention the fact that I'm playing the um, Ultimate Edition that has the DLC just already included in the main story, which you could totally tell when it was DLC because it would be a radically different mission that kind of had nothing to do with the overarching plot. So, like, yeah. that weird, overly violent weed mission where, like, you're just like, <laughs> you, the body count in that weed mission is gnarly. Like, you kill, like, <laughs> 70 guys in that thing over, like, jars of weed. Like, <laughs> I know it was a bigger deal back then, but good God. Like, and... Murder them. And then they they place this one DLC mission right before the last mission, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the story. But it comes in at a time where you want to be 
in the story. The, the story has ramped up to a degree. It's left you at kind of a cliffhanger. Ah, uh, but no, no, no. You got to do this thing where an entire block explodes. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but that would probably take full... Like, that would take the front seat to everything all of a sudden. Like, dude, an entire city block in Los Angeles has exploded. That's probably more important than a murder case. Or, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like a terrorist condition. You know, it's just like... <laughs> so after that mission, all of a sudden you're thrust back into the story and you... Turns out it was a... Turns out the... the, the, the it, Has he been the villain the entire game? That's what I'm trying to figure out. The arsonist guy. The guy who Cole Phelps sent into that cave to burn those people and it just fucked him up something real bad. You know? And, yeah. I, 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 I don't and then the I mean, weird cheating on his wife subplot. And yeah, it all just, yeah. It all gets dumped on you. It's, this weird, it's just so asymmetrical the way they piece it out to you. It's like you get little to no story for a good chunk of it. Then all of a sudden they dump truck it on you. Like, <laughs> and oh, man. yeah, so I remember how I was asking questions like, how come we never see this wife character that you see a wife yeah. at the very beginning? You'd think this she'd be a critical character. And then after I said that, I right after the, that podcast I played, and then it turns out you were cheating on her. And I guess I missed some cutscenes that were leading up to that. That kind of came out of left field for me. Like, it really just... Really they messy imply story. That he is, they imply that he is sleeping with the lounge singer. Yeah. Okay, so I, I was wondering why they would keep cutting to him, like, at the lounge. And then, you know, they kept... Fo- he, he was staring at her a bunch, and I... I don't know. It was weird. I I got confused. Then they but, have a sequence where he like goes up to her apartment and like it's implied that he he just stays there. Yeah. And then okay. they, they kind of sort of lead up to his fall from grace or whatever with the vice characters like seeing him going there because at that point in the 40s it was if you were screwing around on your significant other that was that was death to your career. Yeah. To whatever extent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, I, I don't know. No, no, go ahead. Anything? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, there, 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 are, there are a lot of like dangling plot threads that I, I, I don't know. When I was playing, I kind of saw these like little, these um little uh plot threads as as like more just they, they weren't. I, d- I guess I didn't really see them as, like, plot threads at the end of the day. I just kind of saw them as, like, you know, um, just elements of characterization. It it wasn't necessary. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, of utmost importance that you find out exactly what happened here, but it's more just that these things are happening, like, around these kind of, um, these vignettes of the cases, and they those things inform, you know, your opinion of the characters you are playing and interacting with, like whilst you are going about your investigations and stuff like that. Like, but I don't know. Like, if I played it now, then I would probably feel kind of differently. But uh, I, 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 and and it certainly as the story goes on and it starts to focus in on, on, like on a on a certain thing, it's it becomes a lot less effective than when it's, you know, just these little, these vignettes informed by this larger overarching um, thing of, you know, the the kind of corruption thing, as well as, you know, um, Phelps's you know, history in the military and everything. So I I, I don't know. It was, it's a weird, weird game. Uh, like the, 
the homicide desks little little story that just began and ended with the homicide section uh-huh. was the best part of that game for me. Like that that little story was better than the entire story in my opinion. Like yeah. the ending to that little homicide where it ends with the ooh you know you you know what happened with the black dahlia murder you know like <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff you know that was cool and then like i thought that was gonna lead somewhere else they just like nah guess that happened that was yeah. uh, i don't know it was that should have been the game the the, the murder thing should have been the game it's like <laughs> you see i i feel like they needed they needed to build up to that in a lot of ways um but you know, it's, it's certainly the most compelling part of the game, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I I, I well, still I, there was I still, real mystery to it because the yeah. other the, the other plot line you get you get this omnipotent view of it because you just get random cutscenes of the bad guys being bad guys. Yeah, yeah. And with the murder one, I don't think you actually ever get a cutscene where it's the murderer alone in the cutscene. You know, you only get it from Phelps's perspective. But when it gets to the overarching police corruption thing, all of a sudden it's like. It's a movie now, like a yeah, real, like yeah. you you see all sides of the thing, and it's like, well, totally. you know, Cole Phelps doesn't know who the fuck is doing something, but yeah, it's kind of weird do, case and I'm controlling him, irony. so yeah. That, I like I like the game. I God, I really wish that there'd be like a two or just like another game that a spiritual successor that would carry on this formula. I love the investigation, and I love the. It, it's like a cool. It's a cool spin on adventure games that I wish yeah. there was more of, and it kind of bums me out that there probably won't be anything like that unless. I mean, like, you Team know, Bondy's gone, right? Yeah, I mean, we 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 talked about we talked about this on a previous podcast though. Like, is is the adventure aspect, like the adventure game aspect of Alien War, is that really what's like drawing you to it? Because like, no, no, that- I mean, like, there's just potential there. Like, it's totally not. It's not the pinnacle of adventure games. It's not. It's not doing anything significantly special, but it's got, it's got what it takes to to push it. I think yeah. if they would have had like another go at this, I don't yeah. know. I, I feel just... like there's a good conceptual evolution to what adventure games could be doing. Yeah, but like if you look at what La Noire is doing, it it kind of seems like it looks at what adventure games from the 80s and 90s did, and kind of is trying to smack those mechanically onto the sorts of games David Cage is making. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Cage vibes. Yeah, and it's that the thing is is that for me, I loved the the their take on the adventure game elements, mm-hmm. like the the investigation of the crime scenes and the interactions with people. I loved that as a part of the scientific process you know you're yeah. seeing a game evolve and you're seeing this could be something in a couple of years it's not perfect now but there's definitely a lot of great ideas here yeah. and it's i loved those mechanics because you know i'm somebody who grew up with shitty old adventure games where you forgot something four hours ago and now you can't complete the game yeah so <laughs> yep seeing that evolve into this is yes i like this better in a lot of cases than what adventure games have evolved into like they were doing more with that idea than anything quantum dream has done ever and i would love to see more like that and less like what david cage is doing or less like what telltale is doing because the actual adventure mechanics were complex whereas 
like in in those sorts of games it's the the gameplay is very simplified in service of the plot and it's i think it's fine that we have this sort of game where you can increase the complexity of the gameplay dependent upon how comfortable you are with it yeah and it still feels like the gameplay is forgiving at the lowest difficulty so even if you are not a serious player you can still enjoy it but if you're a a strong player you don't have to feel like oh boy another active time event my favorite (laughs) yeah 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 and it's i i just feel like i just feel like the big problem with that game is they had an idea for the vice desk and it didn't really gel with everything else Mm -hmm. and i just as Nico had said, I just don't feel like that game ended in a way that was all satisfying or good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's, it, like, it just feels like a lot happens in the space of, like, a, in a very short period of time <laughs> that, like, you know, it, 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 and it completely negates the strengths of that, like, vignette style of like okay we're solving this case and there's like there's other things informing this but ultimately we are focused on this case at the moment like it yeah i, I, I don't know that, that 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 was the interesting thing for me and that's what made the the length of the game palatable to me was the idea that like okay it is we're not trying to sustain this huge overarching story over the course of you know like 20 hours or something we're just you know treat it as if it's you know like three like you know three hour chunks and uh and that that was a lot easier to digest i guess so um yeah i I, I don't know it's a weird game but like i i like even even it's it's faults i'm glad that it exists in the state it does because it's so weird in so many different ways um so yeah it's uh i mean yeah if you haven't if you haven't played it then i guess we've kind of spoiled a fair amount for you but like go play it it's it's still really good like nico said it's it's all in the cases you know as opposed to the the ending of the game you know so um, the, the the journey is very fun the destination is a is a wall of water yeah yeah exactly i, <laughs> I, strongly, I strongly recommend don't Try to get all of the achievements in the game like I did. Oh, Jesus God. Christ! <laughs> like, why, what, what? I, I had I had to learn to let let some shit go in that game. I'm usually very like fuck. I, I fucked it up and like I had to. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't play that game like that. That I can only imagine going for a full achievement run in that game. It sounds like hell. <laughs> I did it and I. That's like days of my life. I can never get back. <laughs> well, at least it, it's at least you got the score. You know, you got the. Wait, what platform was this on? Xbox 360. Okay. Where the the points really matter. Sorry, I'm I'm just I'm just starting to see everyone. People people are freaking out because what Colin Moriarty went on the Ribbon Report. Apparently. Uh, Oh no. Apparently, what I saw, Colin said like a thing, and like people were mad that he said a thing. Right. I mean, I, I, I'll say I've, I've never been a fan of Colin Moriarty, so like, no, it's you know, I, I, I if, if uh, I, I don't know, I like, yeah, bad, bad. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, the 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 first thing I think is when I think of Colin Moriarty is 
the the far from compelling arguments about why he enjoys certain games and doesn't like others but um if that then extends to his politics then you know i'm not surprised in any way (laughs) it doesn't make it right but it's it's not it's not surprising to me but what's uh, what's going on i don't understand what's going uh, on he he, do you know the ribbon report yeah i just don't know why is everyone so what's he went, What's he, going he, on? He, I, just he, he went, I just don't he, get all the hubbub. Yeah. All, 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 I, all I have seen from this is that he went on the Riven report. <laughs> but, um, Apparently a bunch of people were mad about the fact that he was on there because a lot of the people who are in games writing space who aren't in Miles Cheong are yeah. <laughs> more liberal in their political viewpoints. Yeah. And... Colin being on there in general is kind of a sticking point for a lot of people because ever since he went and started doing kind of funny, he's got a lot of people who are compatriots in this industry who kind of have to look the other way when he makes jokes or comments that are not super liberal. Yeah, yeah. Like today he tweeted a joke. Ah, peace and quiet. Hashtag a day without a woman. Oh, and classy. A lot of people are not super happy about that. Oh, yeah. And you're kind of seeing this point where a whole bunch of people on one side are saying, it's just a joke, fuck you. And people on the other side are saying, that's not super great, and I wish you hadn't done that. Yeah. And And it's like, I mean personally colin occupies that sort of space that like pewdiepie does wherein i'm aware that he exists but i was absolutely never a fan yeah and i kind of thought that he was always kind of a sad idiot anyway so it's it's i mean i'm sorry it's it's like it's not a jealousy thing or whatever i just i've i've tried to watch kind of funny and it's no i just think he's a sad idiot i i I mean kind of funny in general like you know don't get me wrong like i i respect um what's the other dude's name on kind of funny um greg miller you know i i i I respect the the life that he has led and everything that's cool but i you know i i am not a fan of either of their their um their writing and stuff and i i don't know it's the idea that he's now on like the ribbon report it's just like you know the ribbon report has hosted some dumb fucking people there and it's like i guess he'd fit right in but man that fucking joke it's the worst. So That's bad. so bad. That's yeah, so bad. yeah. I just whatever, <laughs> like, bro. You know, like it's it, you know, it, you know, like make you know, I, say whatever the fuck you want. Like sure, but that does not mean that other people can't say to you that's a fucking rubbish joke on every level. That is crap <laughs> and and like offensive and just oh god. <laughs> <laughs> man so that's that's your that's your um gaming journalists are very very cool people minute um yeah i guess uh unless anyone's been playing anything else i guess uh has anyone been playing anything else uh i I, i've literally just been playing zelda Uh, i've been playing crush crush and i really don't want to talk about that (laughs) i mean i i I was gonna ask what the fuck is cookie clicker is Okay, so right. Okay, we're gonna talk. We're we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this then. Is Crush Crush like Cookie Clicker? God damn it! (laughs) Crush Crush is basically like Cookie Clicker, but with anime boobs. 
It's a fun and flirty game. Uh, it is. If you're looking to kill some time and make you laugh out loud, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm on the Steam page as we speak. <laughs> I thought that was you just ad-lipping. Nah, I ain't that good. Oh, man. Uh, um, yeah, okay. So... So we're talking, we're talking clickers now, are we? <laughs> this is hey, a, it's it, it's a thing that occupies the time. <laughs> it's true. Oh man, I, I, clickers are utterly fascinating things, and I like I myself the hard have, drugs of gaming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I myself have gotten involved in some clickers in my time. <laughs> it's uh, what was that one? The one with the monsters? Let me just click on the monsters. Tap Titans. It was no, it wasn't Tap Titans. It was oh. the other monster one. Oh, fuck! What was uh, it? Was it Tap Titans? I can't even remember. Tap, uh, oh. Tap Titans still gives me little updates on my phone. I need to like delete it. So you can get in my door I, real quick and see if there's somebody out there waiting to murder me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I I totally uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Tap Titans. It was the fuck was it? It was Click Clicker Heroes. That was it. Um, oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, which I then checked out on Steam and then eventually downloaded a trainer for it. So oh my just... god. <laughs> so I could just that's when you know you're at fucking rock bottom, man. But that's, that's the thing. Once you start doing once you start going down that route, you're done with that. Like that is your get out of jail free card. Like that is you... well crank it all the way up to max to see how much you can farm in yeah, five yeah. seconds. Yeah. Exactly. And it and it was and then it, it like that is a really good feeling for five seconds, and then you're done. You are you are free of the whole. You're free of the grasp of that game. Um, I I uh, I'm sure I've said this before. I had a terrible battle with my time clickers addiction. Addiction. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a that was a whole thing. It was. Uh, I lost a hundred hours of my life to time clickers. <laughs> and then three more hours of my life to tap titans. Oh man, oh, it was. Yeah, t- uh, Tap Titans definitely didn't hit me the way Time Clickers did. Time Clickers is like... Because Time Clickers has a bit of depth to it, does it not? Oh, yeah, it goes so deep. It's it's like, oh, man. it's Because mo- most of these clickers are just, like, click the thing, the number goes up, you buy more things with that number, so the number goes up faster. Like it's a time clickers is a fixed like just you're stuck in one place perspective of a first person shooter and you were just shooting different shaped 3D blocks and it's just and then after a while you don't even need to touch anything and it's amazing as all good clickers end up and (laughs) yeah I can never go back because I it's damn near ruined my life yeah I mean for for a while I was playing adventure capitalist and then I got I. I went to the moon and then I was like, okay, I'm done with this game. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be on the moon. I, 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 like, How do you not want to be on the moon? Being on the moon is like the best thing. I don't, I don't, well, I don't if want to be on the moon. I'd be on the moon. Well, I don't, I you don't want to be over the moon, not on the moon. Right? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't want to be on the moon in adventure cap. I don't want to be on the moon and my job on the moon to be to click things. That That's, that's my, that's my main thing. You know, if, if, if 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 i if i had an interesting thing to do on the moon like getting to the moon in adventure capitalist was is essentially that game's like start all over again <laughs> it's, you know oh built- that's the best part of the clickers <laughs> well, i suppose in that case maybe crush crush would be more up your alley because instead of clicking to do things you're clicking to look at boobs all right okay that, i mean sure why not i mean uh, that is is that like okay once once you get to the once you get the boobs you get out cuz you're like uh I I I don't want I don't want to be 
I don't want to be doing boobs in a clicker. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking clickers. I'll do man. boobs anywhere. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, man, click clickers are, you know, it's, there's there, psychology and maths go into the design of clickers in a way that is absolutely fascinating and uh yeah it's uh but don't ever play them <laughs> it's that's 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 the message to take away from this don't play clickers what um, are you supposed to click in crush i'm looking at screenshots <laughs> i'm not even sure which screen is the clicking screen it looks like a bunch of menus looks like an rpg You're, you click on the girl there's there's not that many girls in these images i'm seeing oh okay here's one <laughs> there's like 15 girls in this game i think do you only Which is just really unfortunate because you're basically all you're basically boning all of them more or less at the same time. All right, okay. and it's like I don't entirely feel comfortable having that kind of a life. <laughs> like, can I just pick one and we'll like retire to Grenada or something? <laughs> like, what, click what, our what, days what, away. What are what are you less comfortable with? The fact that you are playing a game in which the the main reward is is boobs, or the fact you're playing a clicker. Like what gives Why you more can't shame? the answer be yes? <laughs> <laughs> a, 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 a perfectly valid response. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's that's a game. Also, to answer the to, to answer the question that's on everyone's mind, the person who was knocking on the door was leaving me two packages, one of which containing my new board gaming table, and the other one containing more board games. <laughs> nice. So wait, what what what? What board games have you got then? <laughs> like, oh, I've gotten so many board games. The ones that just came in was an expansion for a game called Smash Up, where you take two small decks, shuffle them into a large deck, and then just like try to place characters on the board to get more points than other people. Nice. Um, the best one, of course, is Secret Hitler. I, I, I have. Nico, we need to get tabletop simulator set up again <laughs> I, because I, I once I once joined a random game of people playing Secret Hitler and I flipped their table and then ran away. I, I, That's I, I my mean, to, to be fair, that, is, that has been. I my... was going to invite you to join into tabletop simulator with some friends of mine and I, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm past my table flipping days. Now I try to just play Connect Four with people. <laughs> See, I, I, they have a Kingdom Death. They have a Kingdom Death mod for tabletop simulator, and I want to try that. I just I just want to play an actual tabletop game and tabletop simulator yeah, without same. without mass trolling taking place. Like, same. That's that's the thing. It's uh, like because because you got me tabletop simulator if I remember correctly, Nico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, like and that that game for like three days straight. Well, not three days straight, but like three three evenings straight. I went on there and just. Tried to see how how many people I could like piss off into like a seething rage just by going in and like just like not not even like flipping the table just like moving some pieces and then like trying to see if they'd realize it was me like just like ever so slightly moving pieces just just trying to see and and then it was like then it, then it got to like you know like kids were like trying to play a game and I was just going in there and just like fucking up their game and that was the point where I was like is this the life I want to lead? <laughs> What am I doing here? Exactly. Uh, I'm ruining virtual You guys, you guys come up with the most amazing ways to spend your time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anime clicker boobs. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I'm giving these girls fulfillment in their lives. 
I mean, he's not wrong. You can flirt with them. You can check their stats. You can give them gifts. <laughs> you can date them. That, that that sounds like it. That sounds like a you know. I, I wish I wish there was a I wish there was a mod for that where you could just put in the main character from Tomato Way. Um, uh, <laughs> Damn that game! Fucking Mark, have you heard of Tomato Way? I have not. Oh, you don't you don't want to hear about Tomato Way? Um, it's mean like it's it's just garbage. It's just it's a. Someone has offered to buy me that game, and and like I'm scared because that's the thing. For some reason, one of the one of the one of the memes of this podcast just became like fucking tomato Tomatoes. games because because <laughs> you know like again you bought me tomato Jones Nico, which is literally it's, 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 it's like fifty cents. It's like a tomato based platformer. Except the tomato is wearing an Indiana Jones hat. Kind of, it gave me like weird flashbacks to play in a Sonic 3D Blast, but with a <laughs> tomato that had the physics of Glover. So, like, <laughs> but the big uh, question is: Have you played Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom? No, but that's 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 another tomato game I need. Oh hell yes, <laughs> that sounds like my kind of game. They're, they're, do you, you make know, salads in that game? What are you doing? That sounds it's like an adventure game for the NES. It's very odd. Nico, you I need, you need am to get looking that. at a cover of this, and it looks amazing. That's that's a brilliant cover art. Uh, I think we found your next live stream game. Oh hell oh my yes, god! Nico. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, what is this? I don't even know what this is. It looks great. It looks like a. Looks like um a Tamagotchi or something. Kind of. <laughs> it's weird. Well. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just getting invested in Princess well, Tomato. Uh, you now. know, uh, you know, there's 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 a demo of Tomato <laughs> Jones. Should you want to check it out? But we're talking there's tomato- a demo. There's apparently a free demo of Tomato Way. Uh, no, no, uh, no, Tomato yeah, Way. No, the uh, demo. No, 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 not Tomato Way. Uh, tomato Jones. Tomato Way is a different thing, which is like some Ukrainian guy um, made a fucking uh, a game gritty. where uh, one of the features is uh, what is it? psychedelic characters with whom you can talk occasionally well it's a post-apocalyptic world where everyone is a vegetable and uh or fruit there's fruit people too and the there's zombie onions and zombie cucumber people to quote they to quote the authors scary monsters from which even i parentheses author shudder (laughs) that's i gotta be honest this this looks like somebody saw that game Maze and said, we can do that, but shittier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, that is an apt comparison. Yeah. Oh, God. The, there, there is, there is uh, a demo There is a demo available for Tomato Way, I remember, because it was on, like, some fucking Google Drive or something. But then, I, I, like, and, I, and then you advise, Nico, you advise me not to download it. it there's... This feels like one of those games that is like just built to put something nasty in your computer, and like it also looks like it's really ripping off Resident Evil Four, like a lot. Oh, if only it did. Uh, they, if you're looking at the Steam screenshots, they choose to only show the cutscenes. It's Nico, a first-person shooter Nico, that's garbage. Nico, sorry to interrupt. The second episode what? is apparently available. Fuck! Wait, does it, it says, does it update in the game, or is that like says, a separate purchase? It says, it says recent updates, twenty fifth of February, second episode, play then three. Like, no, close, it's a, close bracket. Second episode, three exclamation points, play bracket bracket bracket. Yeah. So <laughs> like, he was trying brackets. to do the exclamation points, and he 
fucked up the app. Uh, the, the, picked the complete wrong side of the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> this is just. Oh, I guess I'm gonna have to check it out. God damn. The, the oh, last God. sentence of the story is vegetables, meat, and family values. Meat. There, so, as far as I've seen in the game, there's not been one source of meat. There, no meat. The, the vegetables do bleed blood. It's kind of weird. It's, make, it's the new no like, Why would an sky. onion bleed? It's the new no man's sky. I feel sky like the meat in this advertising. case is the is the implicit like developer's boner going into your butt <laughs> for paying money for this game. <laughs> I am happy to say I did not pay the five ninety nine. Oh, was it on paid, sale? Yeah, it was like two dollars, <laughs> which is still like I regret that, and I could have bought food. <laughs> this guy, this this guy, this guy says it's berserk with tomatoes. I wish. <laughs> We'd be talking then. That's like, oh, it's man. just oh god. Yeah, I yeah. tried to. I really should stream that game. I, I like you got you got you got a complete tomato away in you. Cool. We've got to have a spoiler I crafted, cast. I crafted the Steam badge for that game. I'm probably the only person on the planet who has the the tomato away badge, <laughs> which which is a dead rat for some reason. Well, you I'm don't have to add this to my wish list. It looks bad enough that it would be fun to stream. I got to be honest. It's. It's it's pretty fucking wild. Uh, your main weapons are a shotgun, a sledgehammer, and a giant fork. And on apparently, Earth, they all have some specific function. I haven't it, found out what they do, but on Earth, everything is bad. People fled or died. Their place was taken by the plants. That's the first sentence of the story. God damn so, it! Uh, yeah, that's uh, damn it's a hell game. of a game. It's a hell of a game that I haven't played. <laughs> it's... Tomato way. It's like your favorite video game, but better. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And all I'm thinking is, what if my favorite video game was Chulip? What? <laughs> what is have you Chulip? not seen Chulip? No. Oh, oh my god! I have seen this character model before, but I never knew what this was from. Okay. Wait. <laughs> right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sit you down and expose you to Chulip. Oh fuck! Okay. Uh, I, from what I can gather, it's a game about kissing people. Shot. That's all you really need to know. He, well, he, I was gonna I'm, say he looks like a mailman who wants to smooch everybody. <laughs> if that, is Chulip the name of this character? Chul. I think it's meant to imply the sound of like chew is the sound kisses make in in oh, Japan. That's right. Like in in media, it's not like their lips make different noises yeah, when yeah. they kiss. Like I'm not I'm not saying that. No, but, no, I know, I know what you're saying. I, I learned that in a Fooly Cooly episode once. So. <laughs> I get you. It's, they kiss. It's like yeah. So it's, it's I'm guessing like that's it's kiss like that's there's a reason for it because the whole thing about the game is you're you're just trying to get kisses from everyone. It's you're, you're just a it's like proxy made by Japanese people. That's uh, sold. Yep. Did good. this come out in America? This yes. doesn't look like. Really? Yes. Wow. I own it. I, I the proud oh, owner man. of Chul. Uh, it looks great. I oh, pre-ordered that looks... fucking thing. I got the goddamn keychain with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! If there uh, was a stupid game in this world, I have probably played it. I have played a fighting game based around construction vehicles. Wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on, Mark. Have you played what? Stretch Panic? Was what I was going to ask. No, Nico, like... Nico, Nico. <laughs> Nico. I've got, I've got to know about this, this fighting game. You could actually buy it. It's called Battle Construction Vehicles, and it was only released in European territories. Battle Ooh. Construction Vehicles sounds great. Mark, it was originally a Japanese you, you, game, you, you but don't, you in don't, English. You don't know how much you have just described my aesthetic um, by, by describing that game. So 
It's just literally two forklifts running into each other. Oh my god. Yep. It's like, <gasps> it's like, this is amazing. Uh, when you described it, I thought it was going to be like, oh, but like, you know, they're, they, they kind of look like robots or something. No, these are just, this is just, <laughs> it's actual construction equipment. Oh yeah, it's, it's, the, the thing is, it's developed by the company Art Dink, which now doesn't really mean a lot, but back in the day, they made the weirdest games that you have ever seen. Jesus this Christ, is... I need to emulate this right now. Hayato Kongo <laughs> is a strong recommend it. This, 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 game, this game looks so my thing. It's... Oh, the cover of the Japanese release looks awesome. It's just a dude screaming well, like throwing a punch with like cranes fighting each other in the foreground. Yeah, throwing a crane punch. Throwing a crane punch. Yes. Yeah, oh my God, that main menu looks amazing. <laughs> I I need this. Yeah, Nico, Nico, this is this is this is our this is the next stream. I feel like we're getting a lot of like good games for streaming. So you know, th- th- thank you, Mark. <laughs> I've. I mean, hey, you know, I'm happy to help. I, I almost want to tell you about Power Shovel now. <laughs> is that like irritating stick? Is like... No, shovel? it's you play. You're playing as like a remote controlled power shovel, like trying to accomplish stupid tasks. And it has the greatest soundtrack ever. Mark, you have no idea how much you're just like nailing what I want from video games. You know, like they have a mission where you have to like scoop turtles out of like a pool to save them, but like every time you scoop them out, they like run and go back in. And like every time you have to scoop up curry and dump it on rice. Oh, Mark. oh my god! Yeah, I just found the giant the giant boiling pots of curry. <laughs> this looks great. <laughs> oh my god! I I need I need like you know con- construction construction based oh, games where it's got its own controller. What? Oh my god! Wait, I what? think. I think I just found a picture of like a specific controller made for it. It's like a, it's like two giant sticks with the D-pad and the face buttons attached to the sticks. Here, here are some of this the big Am- yellow device. Here, here are some of the Amazon reviews for uh, for Power Shovel. Five stars. A fun challenge. It's fun for my kids to play. It's good. I hand coordination for them, and I also that's what their dad does at work. This that's gotta be a translation, right? Nope. Oh my. <laughs> Four stars. Pretty fun game. It's fun, but there isn't enough levels, so it gets repetitive after a while. But it's all. But overall, it's a fun game. This controller looks fun. I just posted it in the Skype message. <laughs> <gasps> Look oh. at that thing. That's like that. That might be better than the Wu Tang controller that they brought out. <laughs> Forgot about that. Thing. Now, now all I want to do is play Power Shovel with that controller. That looks so unwieldy. I want to play other games with this controller. I want to like attempt Tony Hawk or something with this. Just wanna... <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, Jesus. Construction well, games, man. That's, well, that's where it's at. Exactly. Well, you know. We've we've had we've had our fun on this podcast. Now it's time to have no fun at all because Nico, you know what time it is. It's time for the news, right? It's the news. I'm always expecting you to play the news uh, 
<laughs> it's not really music anymore, is it? It's just a wall. It's just of a wall sound. of noise. It's, it, it, I always expect that you to like hit some button and it comes blasting into my ears. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Like, yeah. You always bait me into saying the news, and then because <laughs> it's just you always sound so like like afraid, like he's gonna like dive through and like rip your throat out or something. <laughs> it's because that that sound is just scares yeah. the shit out of me every time. It's it's. It was it was it was from a fucking free improv album that my friend and I made at one point, which was just fucking noise. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's designed to be scary. So I'm glad it scared you, Nico. I'm happy. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You're afraid. Constantly afraid. <laughs> I never feel safe on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, good. My my muscles are intimidating you. I I, I just heard them flex. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, speaking of um, things that take time things that take time to grow like muscles uh, Overwatch's character has been given a bit more time to grow like muscles Um, Overwatch's new tomatoes yep yep it's uh, this this Overwatch's new character is the tomato way of Overwatch characters Um, Overwatch is the dark souls of tomato way I I don't know Overwatch's new Overwatch's new character won't arrive until later in March. I'm very tired. <laughs> oh yeah, I keep forgetting it's like I, mean, I don't even know. No, it's it's only like 10 p.m. over here. But I, I ah, have, you're I, fine. I, I have been I have been working a lot. So it's, um, but uh, yeah, Overwatch got a new character. I haven't played it. Nico, have you played this new character? She's fucking great. Yeah. Uh she is Zarya and Reinhardt mixed with bastion's gun just like wait holy fucking shit you're just you just described my ideal character like like it is literally just like yo let's just paste all those tank characters together and it's like yeah do that like it's cool like it it very uh i've i only played uh, i could not find a game where anyone would actually let me select her <laughs> so i just went into the, the the testing you know the little practice zone and just fucked around for like half an hour where they're just learning the the ins and outs. That is a character I'm gonna use, man. I I love using Reinhardt. I love I love tanks and I love support in that game. Yeah, right. So Rain, Rain, Reinhardt is my dude. He's uh, she she she's been from what I understand or from what I've read. Uh, she's been made to make Reinhardt not such a necessity because right. really, if you don't pick a Reinhardt like for eight out of ten situations in that game, what the fuck are you doing? Like like that's pretty much how it is nowadays. Yeah, totally. But yeah, she's gonna. Uh, there's no way she's not gonna get nerfed because I, I just don't like. I, no wonder she's taking longer. This, yeah, I, I have this a feeling that that's to me. why she's taking longer. Like she's so much firepower and so many ways to shield things. It's it's something else. She's she's cool. And also, I was not expecting this either. I I thought they were gonna come out with some character called uh, what's his name. They they allude to this character over and over. Doomfist. Yeah, can uh, I just say it was interesting, like, in the article that you would link, I had ended up, like, following the chain along, and I found a news article where Terry Crews is campaigning to be Doomfist. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, fair enough. I saw that, too! <laughs> like, yeah, let's do that, please. Can we do that? I, I I like the idea of just a dude with a big fist as a character in that game, and, like, we need that, please. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if we don't have Terry Crews' Doomfist, this truly is the darkest timeline. <laughs> and give him give him uh, a skin that looks akin to uh, how he looked in uh, Idiocracy, please. If you're listening, Blizz, please. We we what 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 we need is um, a character that's 
based off of um hit PS2 game battle construction vehicles or whatever the fuck it's called. Well, to be fair, she um yeah, she she kind of looks a bit like she a looks like a battle construction vehicle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, I believe she's like a rebuilt. Uh, God, I'm so like not in interested Omnic. in the Overwatch lore. Yeah, an Omnic. Uh, what are those things? The the recently they updated the game so that those things uh, were in certain spawning hubs, uh, the lobbies or whatever. Uh, God, I. I know next to nothing about the world of Overwatch. I just like playing the game a whole bunch. Mark, do you know anything about? Um, they 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 kind of explained like there there there's some type of weapon that was used during the Omnic War or something to that effect, and she was rebuilt by this little girl who shows up a lot if you like look up information about Arissa. I don't remember the little girl character's name. Um, Effie something. Apparently Effie rebuilt her, and she's some kind of, like, Omnic weapon or whatever from that war. I don't pay enough attention to the lore to know anything about it beyond that. And I haven't, like, I haven't downloaded the PDR to test the character out, or the last time I tested anything in the PTR was the previous character they've released, um, Mierda, or whatever her name is. Uh... God, who was the last year? Was it Sombra? Right? Sombra, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was close. I said her name was shit, and that's not completely <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God. God, you... Yeah, you are... No, you don't even know how right you are right now, because I... My last experience of Overwatch was getting fucking destroyed playing Mystery Heroes, only getting her as my character spawning over and over again, and I... I'm not going to say that character sucks. I'm going to say I'm not good with that character, but... Yeah, well, when I originally played her in the PTR, it seemed like she was heavily unbalanced, and I, I th I'm yeah. imagining they must have fixed her up a bit, but she seemed like she was heavily unbalanced uh, in favor of being really destructive if you played it a certain way. And I'm imagining Arisa is probably in that same boat, which is why they're just like, yeah, we're going to wait on this one a little bit, because it's, it's you need to balance the character you come up with this great idea of here's what we can do to make a character that people will want to play as, and you make that character, and then you find out, oh, oh, this character is really fucking broken. Yeah, it's... Oh, God, I wonder... Is every game just going to be her now? Because uh, that's... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you won't know, but I don't know. I think you'll agree with me if once you play as her, it's... Oh, I'm absolutely certain she's broken as fuck, but I mean, yeah. I play as Mercy, so I don't give a shit. Ooh, yeah. Like, I, I just hide behind the tank. If, it's, if I have a different tank to hide behind, sure. Yeah, I just... I can, see, I, I can see I can see teams just picking Reinhardt and her, and it just being fucking... Like, just a wall. Like, defense would just be not fun to go against. I don't know. There's our... I mean, Symmetra, or whatever her name is already makes that game a living hell in some situations. So combining her with a character like this could be even worse. Who knows? I don't know. I fall in and out of love with that game so much. I never know how to feel anymore. I, I still have it installed. I haven't played it in a good couple of months, I think. Uh, like, I don't know if I've actually played it this year. Um, <laughs> it, you were just coming around to it, too. Yeah, it, it, yeah exactly. I, I, I have a weird, really weird relationship with that game. For a while there, it was kind of becoming a replacement to Rocket League for me, but then 
I just ended up going back to Rocket League in, in terms of, you know, like multiplayer games that I use to kind of just chill out for a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we played some Rocket League fairly recently, which was a lot of fun because all we do is go in there with our Christmas themed cars and then just spread the holiday cheer. <laughs> It's just, March. Just, <laughs> just wish everyone. You say Merry Christmas if you score a goal, and, and you, you say Lump of Coal if you if they score a goal. It's, yeah, that's that's, it that's, itself. that's how we have our fun, Nico. <laughs> it's, you know, it makes us sound like lunatics when you say it out loud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but oh wait, no, I feel like I, if anybody's been listening to the podcast for any length of time, they've already gotten past that point. <laughs> yes, fair enough. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's that's a new character you can check out if you want. Like, uh, sure. Um, yeah, why not? S- speaking of games getting updated, mm. we got the hot game that everyone's talking about. It's on everyone's lips. Everyone's been waiting for this update for so long. Uh, no Man's Sky. Remember that game? No. Uh, uh, well, um, What's that? Well, you play as a, you play as a tomato. Um, and uh, you, uh, it's on Earth. Everything is bad. People fled or died. Their place was taken by the plants. Our hero is young tomato that makes <laughs> money by god. destroying monsters. You're gonna fucking oh my god! <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate so much the things you choose to be, Hamish Black. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. I mean, it's not wrong. On Earth, everything is bad. People fled or died. Their place was taken by the plants. That's why you're flying through the galaxy. Are you telling so me basically that- No Man's Sky is the, is is the logical extension from Starbound? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got it. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Which <laughs> I just love the idea that the tomato jo- the tomato way description can fit No Man's Sky in a weird way. But um, yes, so this is a game that you know about because everyone knows about it. Um, and guess what, guys. They've got some hot new updates, like high and ultra resolution textures, more uh, accurate uh, ambient lighting, horizon-based uh, ambient occlusion, high contrast uh, lighting effects, crepuscular rays from the sun, improved post-processing with several filter options, and HDR mode for compatible monitors and televisions. That's what everyone was waiting for with this game. Wait, was the game not in HD before? No, no, no it was HDR. Like this, this is the thing. Oh. Uh, so it's uh, like there was nothing else they could have been working on during all this time. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they chose to release. So, well, no. no to, to be fair, there is there is more to this update. Um, uh, more buildings. So what you get is uh, new vehicles, a permadeath mode, base sharing, <laughs> okay. base sharing, a ship and weapon specialization system. So. so you can have multiple ships now because the last update you could buy freighters and now you can get lots of ships to put in those freighters, I guess. But the only reason you'd want a different ship was the more inventory slots. So why? I, I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm going to check this out because I need... like Okay, apparently there there are buggies now. Like space bug, like June buggy things. That's that's cool. I mean, I guess like that that makes it like I guess it might encourage you to 
like when you land the whole thing with that game was that you didn't explore because you didn't explore too much because you didn't want to get too far from your ship because you know that you would need to then walk all the way back to your ship so i guess now if you have a car to do that it becomes a bit easier but it's just another thing to farm like fuel for though i imagine yeah yeah pretty much like another another tick on the list for you but nico the effort will all be worth it because for permadeath and survival modes you get new trophies Oh, fuck. This changes everything. Yeah. Well, come on, guys. Let's go reinstall it and let's get back in. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought it was a multiplayer game again. <laughs> well, if there's base sharing, I guess there might be. Well, it seems to be that it's just the base. like Animal Crossing for the GameCube the, the multiplayer. Ba- the bases will appear in other people's worlds, but you won't? So it's like Animal Crossing, oh, where like only, only one at a time. <laughs> fuck off. Oh, man. Like, this is, this is my thing, and I, I've made this comp- comparison to a lot of different people. I love No Man's Sky when it came out because it very much feels like the sort of game we don't get anymore, which is, for lack of a better way of explaining it, an Art Dink game. Right. And callback. Um, <laughs> basically, Art Dink, back in the early PlayStation era, was this developer company who would release shit nobody was releasing. Like, what, like what did they Aquanauts make? Holiday, a game where you right. just swam around in the ocean. <laughs> or Tale of the Sun, a game where you played as cavemen who were trying to build a tower to the sun. <laughs> they, they released some of the weirdest, dumbest shit. And also Carnage Heart, a game that you basically needed a college degree to figure out. <laughs> and, like, we don't get those kind of games anymore. And I felt like this very much felt like a game like Art Dink would release. Yeah. Like an Aquanauts Holiday. And yeah, yeah. that's great. Like, all the stuff that they're adding in is kind of bringing it closer to being what other players had wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. The, the you know, spacefarer type thing, which is also good. But I, the thing is, is that, like, those kind of games really are only going to hold your attention for so long because eventually, you know, it, like, eventually you're just going to get tired of petting fish or whatever. Like, I love Endless Ocean, I love Aquanauts Holiday, but I don't play those that often. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, I, don't, I don't need that experience all the time. Yeah, I mean, it was, it went, when it came out, it was like a time when I needed a game to feel empty in a lot of ways. I just wanted a game that gave me some nice things to look at as I flow through it, or flew through it, rather. And, but then eventually you get to the stage where it's like, it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier with Zelda, where you're talking about open worlds, where, you know, most open world games essentially come down to a menu, because it's just like, okay, here's here's the map, and here are all the side objectives I've got. I know exactly what these are. I'm just going to do the ones that fit my checkbox ticking thing the best. Or, like, No Man's Sky is that on a on a galaxy scale, where it's like, you know, you're looking at these planets... And it might as well be a menu because all you're doing is aiming your ship at it, holding down the buttons, and then you're just going and you're waiting. Like that might as well just be in a drop down menu. Like or it, like I'm not saying not saying there's not value to it not being a drop down menu, but it could have been and it would have been no different. You know what I mean? It's it's so the 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 way that game handles scale, like through its through its mechanics not being super engaging, that's why the exploration elements of that game don't work. 
Like there's no there's no like there's no tension, there's no mystery. You know exactly what each building is going to do on the planets you explore. So yeah, I don't know. It's that those like the issues I had with the game were not things like, you know, oh it's not got you know, it's not got multi they lied to us, it's false advertising. Like I didn't give a fuck about all that shit. For me it was just like it just for for a game that whose whose premise is so big, it felt ludicrously small. Um so yeah, I don't know. Or or limited, I don't know. But it, it yeah, seemed- for a game that is focused so much on exploration and what it and you know the 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 exploration of the unknown in general i i feel like when the game is trying to be an aquanauts holiday or an endless ocean it's great when it's trying to be starbound or daisy it can kind of fuck right off yeah, in a lot yeah, of respects totally. because it, it it doesn't handle those aspects of its mechanics well at all mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah it's it, in many ways like if if this game went for a kind of um what was that game oh fuck the game where you just kind of like if it was just a game where you kind of like walked around um uh, what was that game called fuck uh it was like was it eidolon i can't remember where it it was it was like i feel like if it was just a game if you were just on like one or like a few planets or whatever and each planet had its own personality or whatever but then that that's when you're getting into like okay is this game more about presenting players with a satisfactory experience or is it a or is it more just like a technical showpiece of like look at the look at the stuff we can generate and for a lot like there are some weird interesting narrative implications to the idea that this is just a technical showpiece because it makes you feel like it you know this this universe is not crafted for you it's crafted for a purpose entirely separate from you um and as such it hammers like it's, it's like you know uh harris talks about in his video it's it's the idea that this is a game that makes you feel alone in the universe because nothing in this universe is 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 there for you which is i don't know it very much feels like a game where this universe exists with or without your input yeah yeah and it's in comparison to something like a mass effect which to be clear i love mass effect as a franchise yes mass effect very much feels like a series where you are literally the center plot of that whole universe you know i i've made the joke when playing like persona games like you know your boner is the meta plot of the universe but in mass effect that's very much the case yeah (laughs) and no man's sky is the opposite of that it's it it kind of sort of feels like a a a digital representation of what nihilism must feel like yes to a certain extent yeah yeah like you don't matter in this universe and that's okay totally yes exactly uh, that the, the nihilistic as- aspect is like a really interesting one that i feel that your 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 typical player that's looking for you know a, a a wayfaring adventure through space is is going to be disappointed with you know so it's uh it, like they're not going to pick up on the nuances of perhaps this 
this nihilistic output, this, this nihilistic outlook of the game that I don't know if it's if that was intended or not, but who knows? Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a fucking a fascinating game that I will continually check out the ways they update it, but I will probably that game will probably never be what people want it to be. Um, and maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's a good thing. I I don't know, but um, yeah, it's, it's a fucking weird one. Uh, speaking of fucking weird ones, um, uh, our final news story, uh, is that you you know uh, our our, fa- our favorite weirdo, the the weird weirdo weirdo number one or weird weirdo fifty one Suda fifty one. Hey, there we go. Uh, Suda fifty one uh has announced that there's a new Fire Pro Wrestling sequel in the works, and it will it will launch in Steam Early Access. Fire huh. Pro Wrestling World? What? Update. An earlier version of the story stated that Suda51 was involved in the development of Fire Pro Wrestling World. It has been clarified that this is not the case and that his involvement <laughs> in the announcement was a showing of support for the project? Okay. Alright. So, so, so yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling. Mark, you're probably the best one to, to take this seeing as you actually enjoyed the game. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Fire Pro Wrestling. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like give, give, give us give us an overview in your eyes of of fire pro wrestling and what it, what it is and stuff fire pro wrestling is basically one of the i would say three major notable wrestling franchises mechanically speaking that people love generally speaking if you meet people who love wrestling games they they love one of three developers aki who made the N64, WCW, and WWF wrestling games that came out, Mm -hmm. uh, including WrestleMania 2000. Hey. Callback. Um, (laughs) As well as the Def Jam series, or at least the first two games in the Def Jam series on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Yukes, who have made a whole bunch of Japanese wrestling games, but are most notable in the West for the SmackDown series and then the smackdown versus raw wwe blah 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 franchise mm-hmm. and the fire pro series developed by it was human entertainment i don't know it's spike chunsoft now yes but human entertainment owned that for a number of years and basically each of these games works in a different way the smackdown games are generally more twitch based where like grapples and whatnot are similar to the aki systems it's much more about how quickly you can do things and how quickly you can respond. The Aki games are very slow and deliberate and work off of a very slow, deliberate pace where, you know, holding down grapple and then initiating a grapple from that can take time and allows, you know, spaces for countering and things like that. Fire Pro works off of a system where the two characters just kind of bump into one another and immediately initiate a grapple. And whoever can press the button or a direction and the button first gets off the move. Right. But if you try to do a move that's too powerful too quickly, the game will just auto counter. Okay. Huh. It's yes, yes, that's that's weird. <laughs> Sounds fun. It's, it's very much a matter of who responded to this first. Yeah. Oh, well, they get the move. And I love playing the games, but I love the games more for their customization options. The fact that they basically work off of a roster of 
poorly renamed real world wrestlers, often in the hundreds. And the fact that you can just set the AI to do matches and it will just have crazy fun matches to watch. Yeah. And I'm thinking that the reason why uh, Suda51 talked about, like, tweeted out his support is because he got his job started with human working on Fire Pro Wrestling. Yes. I, 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 I am watching this announcement video just now where Suda51 is running into a wrestling ring and then he clotheslines a guy and then talks about Fire Pro Wrestling. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he actually, you know, he's, he's talking about how, like, Fire Pro gave me my start in the industry 23 years ago and uh you know he's, he, I don't know why people were assuming that he was involved in this because he specifically says I'll be on the sidelines for this um and he, he, let's be honest how many people do you think actually pay attention to this stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah like and they just saw his face they saw Fire Pro wrestling and then they yep. just said he's making one and then <laughs> that's how it goes <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't even get this video to load. I want to see him clothesline this guy. Jeez. Uh, it's, 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 it's a good video. It's a good video. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I'm substantially less interested in this now that I know that Suda's not involved. But, um, but you know, it, 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 like, you know, it, Fire Pro Wrestling, like, as you say, Mark, is it's a good wrestling game. <laughs> it's... So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's so, very good. Yeah. It's like the thing is, though, yeah, you kind of have to be a fan of wrestling yeah, in yeah. order to derive some type of enjoyment from this. Like, I'm not going to say you should try it, even if Suda51 were involved, because right. it's it's just a wrestling game. You know, it's, totally. it's if you don't like wrestling, if you don't like wrestling games, it's not going to be a thing that's going to appeal to you. Yeah. But as someone who is a fan fuck yes, this is great. <laughs> I'm going to invest in the early access on the PC like the day that it is available to yeah. do it. And I'm just, I'm going to like, whatever Saturday is after that, I'm just going to spend that whole day just streaming stupid matches Excellent. with that game, whether I'm playing them or letting the game play itself. I give zero fucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's like, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a cool thing when, when, uh, you know, franchises kind of come back like that and stuff so and and also i'm 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 fascinated by i'm fascinated by the idea of wrestling games even even though i'm not like super well versed in them just the idea that a lot of them basically became fighting games where you know a lot of the a lot of the reason people watch wrestling is not for the the acrobatics or whatever or it's not for you know seeing who gets beaten up the most like it's it's for the drama in a weird way and yeah i kind of feel like professional wrestling at this point it is basically live action anime in a lot of respects <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. you have all of these ridiculous <laughs> colorful characters threatening to do all of this dumb shit and it ultimately ends up resolving with a big fight in the middle of whatever area that it features death defying acrobatics that we all know is, is clearly bullshit yeah but we're totally willing to go along with it totally yeah <laughs> it's, it's uh yeah and but like i i also kind of feel that maybe there's there's yet to be a game that really plays into that like a game kind of where you are you're focused on i mean there there have been there have been games where like audience reaction does come into it but it's never like the main thing it's always like a kind of booster to to the fighting system 
uh, which is a weird thing but like a game which was mainly focused on the drama side of things would be fucking wild <laughs> um but yeah i don't know um so yeah that's 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 a game that's coming out i guess in 2017 they haven't said specifically when later in 2017 yeah the p the pc version i think is supposed to get its early access sometime in summer okay cool second quarter so yeah very nice that's what i'm seeing yeah i i'm interested i have no i've never heard of this series but this looks cool yeah totally yeah Oh, right. Um, well, I guess if that, like that's the last news story we have, um, and I think that might actually do it for the podcast in general. Um, I, I mean, unless anyone has anything specific they want to talk about, but I, I'm, go- I'm going to. I'm go- um, oh, this isn't really news, but uh, one of the <laughs> one of the bits of the DLC that I played from Resident Evil Seven was just blackjack. <laughs> I, yeah, just, I, I only I bought, just the, I only bought the there. first. I only bought the first DLC, and that was enough to convince me not to buy any of the others. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty light on content. I liked the bedroom one. I can't remember. Yeah. I got yeah, that was cool. Sorry, um, I, 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 will, I, will I haven't be, beat any of them. I, I will be back in two seconds. You guys continue to talk about the 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 Resident Evil Seven DLC. I've got to go piss. <laughs> okay, he's uh, like fuck the, that game. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> the end the end of the cast p huh um yeah wait what's in the first one i because i got both of them at the same time so the i didn't first really one get was to see the bedroom ethan must die um and then the one where you're in the basement and you have to build like turrets or some shit oh the oh what what did that remind me of it was kind of like that felt like the mercenaries mode of that game i guess like the you have to keep running back to that safe area and Okay, the one that was blackjack was just like I didn't. Uh, I didn't think it was actually going to be just blackjack, but it really just is blackjack that cheats horrendously. But what is? I couldn't even get um, five minutes into Ethan Must Die without dying for. Oh one. yeah, no. I walked, I walked no, through the I door walked into the exploded. first room, and every time I just get like I just get slammed in the ass. Yeah, I, I feel no like I'm in a Chuck Tingle book. I like the red sky. That's all I can really say about that mode. Uh, red sky is cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't beat the... I, I've hit a dead end in the bedroom DLC. I don't want to give too much away, but it's like... I got to a... I, I get to a point where I just instantly die, and I don't know how to get out of the way or something. Use the knife. Okay. That's... Okay. Yeah, you, you've... Perfect. You've actually solved my problem. <laughs> that's that's literally the end of the DLC. Oh my god. Okay, so I've literally got I got to the end then and I just didn't <laughs> I said fuck this and I just Damn it. I should have just kept going. Um God, yeah, that was all. I just I just had to get out there that that this game sold you blackjack. Luckily not by itself, but it really was just blackjack. And I find myself playing it quite a bit, but it's still, at the end of the day, why is this DLC? It really should have just been in the game. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's where we are now, where the stuff that would have been in the game as extras is now DLC. Like, if Resident Evil 2 had come out at this point, the Tofu mission would have been DLC. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's... I just kept thinking, like, man... Resident Evil 2? 
Yeah. Yeah, you don't I, know about the tofu mission? I, 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 know, I know about the tofu mission. I would do, okay. I, I was just, I was, I was indicating my renewed presence. <laughs> tofu? I'm vegan. What's up? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So, yeah, so Blackjack is still Blackjack, even though you're playing against a, even though it's like Saw Blackjack. But yeah, that would have been, although... Gotta give credit where credit's due. I love the mini game where you have to feed Jack. That shit's hilarious. That shit is stupid, but I love it. Um, I, I haven't. It's I, not worth paying that much for the DLC though, for just that mode. Yeah. But that that mode felt like good old fashioned goofy ass Capcom, like the first Dead Rising kind of style, like just goofiness first, yeah. horror second in that mode, and it, the tone of that mode is right. <laughs> but yeah, that's not and news. And then suddenly, my Chinese food arrived, and I just watched the Chinese delivery man kangaroo hop down the steps. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> just about life. Yeah. That's... All right, we're going to have to get that guy on next podcast. <laughs> we need to know. Oh, man. <sighs> well, Whatever makes him happy. Uh, well, uh, I, think, I think now that you've got your food, I think now would probably be a good time to to wrap things up on this so you can enjoy your meal <laughs> but, um but uh yeah th- thank you thank you so much for coming on mark it's uh it's, yeah that was cool it's been it was damn fun um oh, absolutely thank you for having me. i appreciate it yeah it's cool man uh a- a- anytime so um but yeah uh where where can where can people find you if uh if they want to uh get in touch or see your stuff well the most obvious places are going to be one diehard game fan at diehardgamefan.com, where you can read my video game reviews and columns where, among other things, I talk about the worst video games I've ever played, Mm -hmm. or why all of your favorite characters in video games would be the most horrible people to date ever. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I I did an entire article about why the characters from Persona 4 would be the worst people to date ever. I've got got to read that. I've got to to see that other perspective. oh man but um but yeah second was that um the second the second place you could find me is over at uh twitch.tv slash the gvn where we do a live podcast every other monday called gvn live Mm -hmm. and third my own podcast neo kobe pizza the only gaming podcast that floats in soup where (laughs) (laughs) seriously (laughs) i fucking love snatcher i don't know what to tell you <laughs> basically it's instead of doing like a, a multi-person thing like this what i try to do is more like themed discussion where yeah. it's here's a topic let's talk about that for an hour and see totally. if we can get somewhere with it yeah yeah for sure yeah this is this is definitely much more just throwing shit at a wall and see what sticks <laughs> yeah i've done that for a while with the diehard Gamecast, and i was like you know what i want to try to do something like basically watching stuff like errant signal and writing on games surprisingly right. enough <laughs> inspired me to try to make something podcast wise that was like that right okay yeah yeah i mean that's it's definitely uh, the, the podcast is is an interesting format to explore that i guess because you know you you don't have scripts or anything like that and so yeah that, this, that's that's damn cool you should everyone should go and check check that stuff out um but yeah, uh, Nico, where are your videos? What's well, stay tuned. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you want to harass me more about the videos, you can find me at Twitch 
at the channel. I actually have to look this up. I'm not kidding you. I just it's, forgot my I, name just I now. Game Stu Laugh. Yep. Yep. God, I switched out TV. Um, oh my God. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, sorry, I just got caught off guard. The game spot thing just started playing super loud. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's find me there for now. Let's just let's meet there. Meet me yeah, there. We'll do lunch. I mean, like th those those streams are are very fun and. You are a good streamer, so um, everyone, everyone, go and check that out. Um, as for yeah, me, I'm gonna start doing it more. Oh. Um, well, fine, just interrupt me. No, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Nico, carry on. <laughs> no, I, uh, I heard you say something, but it sounded like a pixelated Skype mess ah, right, for a okay. second. Fair enough. Uh, continue. <laughs> no, I was, I, was, I was literally just gonna say. Uh, as for me, I've got a new video up on the channel about uh, Zelda and why it's open space matters a lot um in, in encouraging exploration and stuff uh a lot of people seem to like that which is cool and uh yeah i i'm i'm, I'm I've, I've got a bunch of ideas for the next few videos and everything so yeah it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun so go and check that stuff out if you want and yeah i think that's going to do it for the writing on games cast this week uh yeah, uh, thank, thanks once again to, uh, thank you once again to Mark for coming on and thank you all for listening and with that we will see you next week. Goodbye. Yeah, he's always got he's always got to do it. He's always got to have the last fucking word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. <laughs> I think yeah. listening to an old married couple. <laughs> 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 yes, listening. <laughs>